are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. Yes, here we are. Another, well, it's not Friday, it's Saturday. It we're recording Saturday. on a Saturday. Yeah, both of us and were like our old man. Out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like our our exciting reason was we're both old and we were <clears throat> tired. We weren't had, tired because we were anything other than just old. I've had an and incredibly sometimes when you're old, you get tired. I've had an incredibly stressful week at work. I haven't been sleeping much, um, and instead of sleeping like a moron, I'm playing hockey. So. Last night, about 7 o'clock, I laid down on my couch, and I woke up, I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, I hope I didn't sleep through, like, the show, and I woke up to, like, messages, you know, like, hey, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, alright, I just woke up, and you're like, oh, well, let's do the show tomorrow, <laughs> I'm tired too. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah screw it, I'm tired too. So, I, um, you're gonna get a like, much I more entertaining record- show as a result of that, though. You know, I, I prefer recording on Fridays, it's just, it's it's nice, it's a thing, um... But you know, dude, when I have a long work week, like sometimes I'm just dead tired. The the only the only thing I don't like about recording on Saturdays, right, is if I record on Friday, then I wake up Saturday and I'm kind of tired. But then I feel like I get Sunday completely. You know, <laughs> when I record Saturday night, it's like, well, Sunday's screwed. Yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna get up and do nothing. You know, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna be a scumbag. That's basically all I'm gonna do. You know, give me a sleaze ball. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some breakfast, have a wank, and you know, drink a beer, go back to bed. That's probably gonna be my day. You know, maybe, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure what order it'll happen, but uh, sometimes you gotta have a wank before breakfast, sometimes after. It just depends. You know, it, it depends where I, it depends how I'm feeling um, that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, you know what? And and now I am not gonna mention it because. Um, Clearly, we are not being sponsored by something. Now, this is something that you have talked about, but you talked about it kind of as something else, so it didn't sound like an like an advertisement. So I'm going to make sure I don't even mention what it is so it doesn't sound like one. But I know there is a brand of um, drink that you like before you play hockey and things like that. Yeah. That I know you, you have a lot of them. Well, I have never had one before. And um, I've, I've like the stores around it, like they never seem to have them. Well, I happen to I happen to see one, and so I'm going to try one of these and see if I even <laughs> what flavor is it? Tastes like uh, cherry lollipop. Oh, I think that's the Pac Man one. It is. Yes, it is. It is. It was that or peach, and that just sounded gross. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> now, now this is in a can. I'm actually drinking one too. I'm drinking the Nightmare in Elm Street Dream Demon. That this is in a can, dude. So I don't know if this is anything like the powdery kind. And by the way, folks, I'm literally meaning this. This is not an advertisement. This is me saying I've been tired, so I bought one of these for the show to see if it would help me. Now I am severely ADHD, so caffeine typically puts me to sleep, not wakes me up. But hey, I'm doing this for you. I've never in my life, I, I've 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 had, I've had Red Bull. Like I've tasted it. And I think it's just wretched. So I've never actually drank one. I've never. I've never been to a Five Finger Death Punch concert. Therefore, I've never consumed or inserted Monster in me. Um, you know, because if you go to a Five Finger Death, Death Punch concert, they hand you a Monster can and you have to, you know, insert it up your back end. But 
You have to jam it up your ass. <laughs> you really you have to you have to ram it in. You know what I mean? Ram it down. <laughs> you got you got to you know. Um, yeah, I mean, if you got seats, then you can just stick it up there halfway and sit down, and it'll go there. It, it'll work its way. It's it'll work its way up if you. By sit the down third song, enough. by the third song, it'll get to get where it needs to be. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I, I just always. And the more time, and the more you out. see them, the easier it gets. So I'm told. Like, at, w- at what point do they drink it? <laughs> I think it just. I think the can just dissolves it. Like. I was gonna say, is it like during the? Is that like what the encore is? Does everybody like grab the bunch of cans out and then? Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to know. Anyway, I no, I anyway, you know, I gotta be honest I, with you. I, like, I, the, the cans are okay. And by the way, you want to hear something funny? So what? you know, <clears throat> this you know, we're talking about G Fuel. I'm just curious. It's I. I by the way, I, I didn't want to say it only because I didn't want yeah, it to sound like it no, was. I, a, I'm going to try it live on the show. No, I, and we do. We're not. We're like not a, getting endorsed or advertising because neither one of us is getting paid for this. Um, and I don't care if you buy it or not. Don't buy it if you don't want to. I mean, just, I mean, we always talk about the kind of beer we drink and we're not endorsed by that either, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like for me, caffeine has very little impact on me. And I think what it is for me with caffeine is when I drink it, my, it tells my brain, like you should be awake now more so than chemically it's doing something because I could drink one of these and go to bed. Like I, I could drink, like there's, there's stuff that like has hundreds and hundreds of milligrams. Like for instance, those charged lemonades. So Panera Bread, and again, I'm not advertising for this. All right, by the way, I'm going to open this and see if I can even tolerate yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it might be too sweet for you. That's why I usually like the powders, because you can tr- control how I sweet don't know. it is. Whatever, I bought one. If it tastes like crap, I got, you know. Um, but two stories I want to tell. I got first, some hot dogs and blue Powerade over here. For, first, Panera Bread released these things called charged lemonades, right? And they have like hundreds of milligrams of caffeine. They've released two articles so far about them killing people, because like the caffeine amount is so high that people who can't tolerate caffeine actually, like their hearts... Start going crazy. I can literally drink one of those and go take a nap. So, like, I mean, I grew up this. I was from the generation that was like me and my buddy were like, hey, let's play video games. OK, cool. Well, let's get a 30 pack of Mountain Dew. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then we'd stay up all night playing Mario Kart and, and, a, few, and a few years later, it was a 30 pack of beer. But, hey, well, you know, that was, that was later. But I was, you know, but man, I, I, I just remember, dude, you, you had to have you had to have had friends who like weren't allowed caffeine because I had no, I never did. All, oh, all man, my friends were like friend. obsessed with caffeine. We tried to find the most powerful crap you could find. Always, dude. Like, like I had a friend who was just man. His parents were his, his um his dad was a doctor and like he was you know his parents were really nice and all and he was cool. But um yeah, dude, he wasn't uh, he wasn't allowed caffeine. One of those guys, and and so like if he would have, he would have like a half a can of Coke, and the dude like would be bouncing off of walls and like you'd need to like tranquilize them and hold them down like it was so funny and like here i was like what was funny is when i was in like middle school when this kid would happen i'm like what's caffeine like i didn't even i i drank i i took um i took soft drinks like intravenously you know what i'm saying like i i would <laughs> i drink 10 cokes a day or whatever you know i never paid attention to it i didn't care um and uh but, you know, like I said, dude, I'm like, I'm severely ADHD. So someone's like, oh, there's a lot of caffeine on. I'm like, dude, I'm practically on speed, man. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, are you aware of the level of stimulants that I am on pharmaceutically? Like, what do I care about some caffeine? <laughs> it's like, who cares? I, uh, no, but- dude, honest- honestly, uh, it was just because I, um, I was just I was so tired last night, and so I was going in today, and I was like, you know, so I'm just I'm just totally like not drinking 
alcohol tonight. Yeah. I was going to have a few beers. <laughs> Actually. But I'm just not because I want to try to like get a good night's well, sleep tonight. I, dude, this is like the most old man conversation no, ever. No, full, um, full disclosure for me, I'm not either. And the reason why is because I have hockey first thing in the morning. Um, and, you know, given with how tired and stressed out I've been lately, I don't need I don't need that kind of trouble. I don't need to get like myself killed. Um, I did want to say something so, funny, so though. Way, this, I will this say this G Fuel stuff. So, you know, I'm, I, I, everybody listening to the show knows I'm a huge Jason Voorhees fan. I love the Friday the 13th movies. Um, you know, I've got I've literally I actually counted. I almost have 13 different Friday the 13th shirts. Um so anyways, I, I was laughing because I ordered a bunch. Like They released horror-branded G Fuel. They released Freddy. They released Chucky, which which is the one you should drink. And, <laughs> and then they released yes, Jason. So I was, you know, they I got as many cases of it as I could order or could find. And I looked it up. And each can now is selling. selling. And when I say selling, I mean sold listings between $15 and $20 per can. And I, I have forty eight of I or I, I have twenty four of them sitting in my garage. Yeah, I wouldn't drink any of them. I'd sell them off tomorrow. I, I know you would. <laughs> well, dude, it, it's one of those things. I've said this before. Like, I have no interest in selling things that I care about. But if I were to go out and buy just a random, it's like, oh, hey, look, uh, you've got this. You've got this case of uh, Jenny Cream Ale. That would be different because I, you know, I'd have, you'd you'd have to fight me for it. But if they're like, well, you have a you have a case of Jenny Cream Ale out there that. That is misprinted, and therefore it's worth ten times what you paid for it. I'd be like, "Do you know how much extra Jenny Cream Ale I could get if I got rid of this?" Like, "Woo, that's <laughs> awesome!" Um, no, I really, I actually hate selling things. Like, I utterly hate selling things. Yeah, it's not available anymore, it. so you can't. It's it's done. Like, what I got, what I got, my last order was like all they're releasing of it. So, what's what's done is done, and um, so yeah, that's it. And it's it's really so, it makes me laugh because I'm thinking to myself like, "Wow." So so let me let me let me say this and again I don't even know why we're talking about this on the show. This is how dumb we are. Like okay, I can't say I really like this because I can't really say I really like it carbonated exactly. And I agree with you it's a little sweet for me. So I can't say I would go out of my way to like this. But the, the flavor itself like <clears throat> I think that would be a really good flavor if it was like powdered. Yeah, I like the powdered more than I like the carbonated, but usually yeah, the, I th- th- this re- this is kind of like because what I mean by that is if this w- if this flavor was a flavor of like Powerade, I would love this. Yeah, no, and usually before hockey, sense? I like, don't if this drink. This was a Powerade flavor. I only make the, the Powerade that flavored. Be I have the cans for grab and go, meaning like I'm like bleary eyed walking out of the house at seven o'clock in the morning to go to hockey. Like I grab something rather than mix something. But um, anyway, so yeah, it's it has it's, nothing to do with anything. I just okay, cool. It's funny. No, I mean you know, so like I don't know. It's like because I, well, I tell you what, I tell you what way, I do, and this is getting back to our subject matter of the show. You know what I do want to do with it sometime? I want to try mixing booze with it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's wrong with now? What is wrong with now? Well, but I got I gotta I get up early in the morning, so this this might not yeah. be the normal. You know, a eclect, electric, eclectic, whatever show. Um, <laughs> you listen, you listen into Wasp, there, buddy. That's that's true. <laughs> By the way, that is true. <laughs> I'm looking. Oh, look, look what I recently, recently viewed. Uh, items are all topless women on eBay. <laughs> well, let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. Um, I'm not. In the you're not. You're not bidding them. on the women. Like you're not on the dark web right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all. They're all like you know, posters. <laughs> posters. <But still. laughs> I like how you say that because my favorite thing about what you just said is you totally went Brian Johnson. They're like posters. Posters. <laughs> oh. Um, 
<laughs> well, it's true, you know. No, but hey, you gotta, you gotta, you you, you gotta, you gotta appreciate it. You so know? you know, so they're they're also all my watched items too, which is even better. <laughs> So but it was awesome though no. that I did I did get an email with someone offering me a discount. I was like, oh, you're the I'm the wrong guy to offer a discount to because I will buy you out. We always you know? we always laugh because you used to do the song the Wasp Monk Animal at karaoke, and you told me before you're like, you know why I do that, right? And you're like, I'm like, why? He goes, because you can get up on stage and go, I got pictures of naked ladies. Yeah, I totally I told you this that story for the first time on this show like early early on. <laughs> I was like, I used to sing Wasp, really? Yeah, so I could get up on stage and go, I got pictures of naked ladies <laughs> lying on the bed. It's like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Wasp. It's the best song ever. That is the best song ever. Just for- Actually, it's a great song anyway. It is. Um, and it was actually not on the original release of the album, yeah. so you'd, the only which way you could just, get it was the import single. Which which is, let's, let's just say horse hockey. That, that's the best way. The best way that I can describe it is that's a bunch of horse hockey, man. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, so I um, to quote Garibaldi, there it's horse hockey. So uh, anyway, so you know, getting getting to the the, the thrust of the show here, um, I promise you, none of that was an advertisement. No, no, I mean that seriously, none of it's never saying I, I'm not look, drinking and I'm going to see if I can energize myself and tolerate an energy drink because I've never had one. We don't uh, like we literally don't, never had. One. We don't. Advertise. Oh, dude, you know what though? Except for that time, come on. Real quick, though. So when we were in high school, our high school used to do this thing called a... We might have told this story, but if we did, it was on the early, early episode. Our high school used to do this thing called a -a dance-a-thon. It was so stupid. But it was something you did. And it was a... It was an overnight... Supposed to be like an overnight dance, whatever. But they would would have... It was in the high school, right? And so the, the gym would have the... Um... Like, the gym would be like a dance, but then other parts of the school were opened up and basically you just went there and you hung out and it was an overnighter and some people stayed in the dance room all day some people slept neither one of those people were us you know we weren't there. um but anyway it's just a stupid story that we remember our freshman year they were talking about now you got to remember we went to a catholic school so they were like super stupid and they were they were talking about how how, how strict the rules were. And I will never forget when I was a freshman and they were describing it to us. And they were like, yeah, we take, we take behavior really seriously. And they told us that the year before they're like, there was this girl. And before, as she was walking in, she just chugged like half of a bottle. And she's referring to a 20 ounce bottle. She's like, she chugs like half of this bottle of Mountain Dew before she comes in and we turned her away and said she had to go home because no one abusing caffeine like that would be allowed in. And I'm just laughing, right? So they make it really clear that there will be no soft drinks at this thing, you know, because there was always food and it was kind of, I mean, it was kind of fun. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't fun because we'd always bring our guitars and amps. Yeah, I mean it was fun. If you if you went with your friends and everything it was a good time. But they would always have loads of food and drinks and all this stuff. And so our freshman year, what they make this giant thing about no one drinking caffeine and how there won't be soda because they don't want anybody screwing around. And that they ended up getting something like this truckload. They got seriously like full pallets given to them of this drink called Josta. <laughs> I remember Josta. It's got guarana. It wasn't 
it wasn't a soft drink. They didn't realize that it was one of the first like actual energy drinks ever put out on the market. It was loaded with caffeine and guarana. And guarana. I mean it was literally it was today's um it was t- like like what you would think of today as a straight up energy drink. It was like Red Bull or um or anything like that. And we're just like and of course we weren't stupid. Um we, we weren't stupid. And we're like you you and I and a couple of our friends were like, "Oh my god. They're telling us we're not allowed to have have Are they literally giving us it was so it was just one of those times where you have to laugh at the stupidity of people. Um just it was weird. It was, it was part awesome, part absolutely revolting all at the same time. Um, not entirely sure how that works out. We, we used to we used to laugh because we used to say it was. I never drank it any other time in my life, by the way, other than that night. We used to laugh because we used to say it was uh, it was made of because they never said what I never understood what guarana was. So we, me and my buddy, used to say it was it was made of stuff that was found in the uh, jungle that they're not quite sure where it is, what it is. Oh, man. It was just like it was so flipping funny, just you know, stupid, stupid stuff, you know. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I was never really all that, uh, affected by, by, um, by caffeine. So it didn't really matter, but man, just one of those times, you know, you just have to laugh at the stupidity of people, you know, it's, oh, by the way, I got to tell one more story, one more story. And it's completely unrelated to those, but got to tell the story. So I was reading, um, like, I don't read the local newspaper. Like, come on, dude. I, I, I wouldn't leave, read the newspaper regardless of where I lived. But, um, I, I, you know, you get those, like when you, when you open up your phone, you, you go onto Google and you get these like stories that it wants you to read, whatever one. And I don't, I don't normally click on them, but one popped up that I had to just laugh my back end about. And it was that there is a deadly, that I guess somebody had, had been, lacing crack and that there is a <laughs> there's deadly... something worse you can put in crack well what they said was three people in 25 days died from this like laced crack and it was kind of like the moral of the story is be careful who you buy your crack from laced crack like <laughs> Like the, the funniest thing about this, look, I'm not laughing at anybody getting hurt or anybody with a problem. I'm not, like, I'm not laughing at anybody getting hurt or anybody with a drug yeah, problem. Yeah, I'm not laughing but at crack that. is kind of funny to me. No, no, but what, what I la- what I, what I, what I can't wrap my head around is that there is something worse you can put into crack. Like, don't smoke that crack. There's something bad in it. Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to think to myself, at what point, how bad does something have to be that it ruins crack? <laughs> Oh, you know what though? I guess it. Well, hold on, let me look. Oh no, no, excuse me. They it said fatal overdose linked to potentially. Wait for this. Tainted crack, as opposed to untainted. This is the cleanest crack you're gonna get. I gotta tell you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why? Why does the fact that that there are there is tainted crack make me laugh? And why does the why does the article not sound like maybe you shouldn't be doing crack? More just like make sure you should be careful what crack you do and who you buy it from. Like only only buy your crack from a trusted dealer. 
sorry. I'm sorry. It's just funny. And then, of course, all I can think of is Pee Wee Herman. Wow. Kids, don't do crack. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. None of this has anything to do with anything. Anyway, go back to metal or whatever the hell we're supposed to talk about. I don't know. What are we, what are we supposed to talk about? I don't even know what this show's this about show. anymore. Anyway, so oh, um, I don't know. Like, the we really didn't have a lot planned because next week's our top 10. Um, this show's kind of, <clears throat> but I did want to actually talk about a couple things. So um, I think last week we talked about Imani Marth Cannibal Corpse Obituary and Frozen Soul, which, by the way, you you are now a big fan of Frozen Soul. I Yeah, let, let me interject. I'm going to say this all joking aside. I I was did not make fun of the band, but I absolutely made fun of their logo. Because I make fun of every band who has, you know, a logo that looks like Spooch. I'm sorry. I will always make fun of every band. Excuse me. I will always make fun of every band logo that you just can't understand what it says. You know, the, the black metal thing. I will always make fun of that. But... I saw that Frozen Soul was the band that was on... No, excuse me. I saw that Imani Marth, Obituary, and Cannibal Corpse were playing, and then I saw a, a, a logo that I couldn't understand what it said. Because I couldn't understand what it said, I hadn't. I didn't like go look it up. I didn't go, oh, what do these guys sound like? Had I been able to read the logo, I would have immediately done that. Um, but when we were talking about it, you mentioned, you're like, you had heard them, you thought they were okay, but that... You know, you read that Corpse Grinder was talking about him, and I was like, oh, cool. Well, a buddy of mine, he has a YouTube channel. It's really cool. And he, um, we were talking about something, and I mentioned that tour. He's like, dude, he's like, dude, Frozen Soul is awesome. He's like, they're straight up, they're straight up like modern bolt thrower. And he was like, dude, I know what you like. You would really, really like that band. And I went, oh, okay. You know, again, I was never making fun of the band. Again, I, I I will always think that un- that le- that logos you can't read are stupid. And in fairness, I almost didn't listen to them because when I first saw it, instead of immediately looking them up, I didn't know what name to look up because I couldn't read the logo. That's besides the point. And I'm only pointing this out because I don't want anybody to be like, well, a week ago you were making fun of them. No, a week ago I was making fun of their logo and my opinion of their logo has not changed. That being said, my buddy told me this band sounds like kind of a modern bolt thrower without being you know completely derivative they sound like a, like a modern bolt thrower I was like oh cool I'll check it out dude it took maybe 30 seconds of me listening to that band to go where has this album been all year like all stinking year I bitched and moaned that there were good albums that came out this year but like very few ever really grabbed me I played this album, I swear to God, for like 30 seconds and was only two records. Did, like, okay, I, I'm not calling, I'm not making any statements about my favorite albums of the year. That will be a next week conversation. But, and this is no hint to where any of these albums lie or whether or not they're on my top 10. But remember how we said with the, the new Nervosa, you literally dropped the needle and it took all of about two seconds to be like, oh, this is cool, Right. Love or hate the record, favorite record, not favorite record. The new Nervosa, you drop the needle and instantly it grabs you and you go, okay, they're this they're not here to mess around. This this is awesome. I felt that way kind of about this album. Where it wasn't the immediate drop, because if I'm not mistaken, there's like an intro to the first song, but regardless, 
it took very little time for me listening to them to go, oh, okay, this is really cool. So I am actually, even though we don't have picks of the week, I'm making my pick of the week, the new Frozen Soul record, only because I owe it to them to be my pick of the week. And actually, can we unofficially do picks of the week and you do the other one? The one that you just got on vinyl and you hate the way the vinyl looks, but you really like the record? Can you just make that your pick of the week? Because I think both of these records should be talked about. Yeah, so... uh Okay. Well, anyway, so I'll do mine real quick, then jump on it. So I will gladly say that the new Frozen Soul record um, is my pick of the week. Um, I uh, uh, the, uh, the the record is called Glacial Domination. I just got it on vinyl today. Like I literally um, was so into this record last week that I immediately ordered it on vinyl, and I cannot stink and wait to listen to this. Um, by the way, I will also point out there is a track on the record that there's a really cool video for it, but the first, like, minute of the video is synth, and it's weird because it's not on the record. Um, or or is it, or is it the uh, like, an intro track or something? I'm, I'm trying to remember. <coughs> yeah, it is. Okay, so on the record, it's there, but it's, an, it's a separate track, okay? So there is, like, this synth intro. Um, I appreciate on the record that they separated it from the track, right? Like if you, I always thought that was cool. Like if you're gonna do, like a a big, like ambiance or something like a mood setting intro that you do it on a separate track than the song, because sometimes you just want to hear the song. So in the video, it's all together. On the record, it's separate. But um, it's this like synth intro, which by the way, I think it's really cool because it reminds me of like Rush from like the Signals album. You know, like think of like. Uh, uh, subdivisions. It kind of reminds me of Getty Getty Lee's like synth playing, which is weird, but it's exactly what it reminds me of. Anyway, the song it's and it's a title track for the record. Um, Matt from Trivium plays a solo on it, and it, it's just awesome. I mean, per, he was the right guy for the song. Plays this incredible solo, you know, um, totally, totally. Like, man, what a great job Matt did. Uh, on that song, but, but anyway, long story short, it, it's on. It, I, I wasn't gonna have a pick of the week, but I feel as if I kind of need to make this my pick of the week because it is really that good. It really was the record I listened to all week, and after knowing that I I I broke this band's balls so bad about their logo, I I feel as if I owe it to them to make it official that they're my, they're my pick of the week. Um, and by the way, and you have one that I mostly really like too so sorry we weren't prepared to have picks of the week but we should talk about these okay so uh mine mine is by the band carnation it's a death metal band one of our listeners actually you know what i think i already talked about this album but i'll talk about it again maybe you did but I, if you did whatever either way it doesn't matter. i don't think it was my f- official pick of the week but you know one of our listeners turned us on to it i will say this uh, like the album is really awesome it's it's I don't want to say it's sweet. It's not Swedish death metal, but it's got that that almost it's like a borderline sound. Now, obviously, they're not. I don't think they're Swedish. I think they're British. Let me look it up. Actually, I think they are British. Um, where are they from? I don't remember. Oh, they're from Belgium. I thought they were British oh. for some reason. Anyways, but they're Belgian. They did- uh, Frozen Souls from Texas, which is weird, but. Anyway, they tried a Belgian dip. You should try it sometime. We called it a Belgian dip. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> yeah, I really like this album. Um, it's really cool. It's it's like I said, but it does it it 
the guitars sound borderline Swedish death metal. Like they have that almost that chainsaw sound to them, but not quite. Um, the only thing that really kind of upset me about this album was I did order the vinyl. It was kind of expensive, which is fine. What annoyed me was they sent it in this like vinyl envelope type thing where the record actually like where the record sleeve sits. And I go to open it because those are notoriously awful for records, like in every which way or form. Like they there's like a lot of people who post on my record groups about like in like the 80s or 90s or whenever they would sell these and tell you, oh, put your records in there to protect them. And all these years later, they've actually like fused to the record. So you can't get them off anymore. Um, so. I'm like kind of mad because I'm thinking to myself like you 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 literally put this and not only that but if you uh, if you leave the records in there without something protecting them they'll actually discolor the re- the record itself because the the plastic used like de- you know degrades over time and releases gases and stuff that like really so I'm I'm really annoyed because I'm like you you literally printed the name of your band and the name of the album on this crappy like plastic thing that I normally would have thrown in the trash. But now, if I throw it in the trash, I'm gonna. I'm, I feel like I'm throwing away a part of the record. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might just. I might see if I can put it inside of a sleeve and then inside of that inside of the sleeve, so it's at least protected somewhat. But um, I don't know because I, I take like really, really, really good care of my records. Which you know we did. It's it's really funny that last week and you always joke around and we always joke around on the show. Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll 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 get to that in a second. But sorry, I'm a little ADHD tonight too. But um. Hey. You know this album is really cool. There's one song that you there's one song that you and I both sure agreed was tainted. what's that? Does it have some crack? Just make sure it's not. Yeah, just tainted. make sure it's clean crack. Um, no, there's one song you and I both agreed. I believe it's Replicant, where they they brought in clean <sighs> vocals, and I will say I'm not a terribly huge fan of how it sounds. I do credit them with for trying to do it and trying to pull it off. I I I I credit them for doing it. I think it was a cool idea. And I will, I, I say this, so I, I, I like to just be really, really honest. I don't like, um, I don't like beating around the bush. I like tugging on it. You know? Like I'm not, I'm not really it's into pretty it. pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to say this because I don't want to sound like I'm being, um, being a, a, a jackass, but I, cause I really, really like Carnation. I like them a lot. I think their album, uh, Where Death Lies, is really good. Um, and I agree with you. They've got a little bit of that Swedish death metal kind of sound. Their vocals are straight up like late 90s Corpse Grinder. They're not modern Corpse Grinder, but if you think of like, you know, late 90s Corpse Grinder, uh, like Gallery of Suicide, that's what this sounds like. And he's, it, it might be a little bit of a Corpse Grinder kind of copycat, but I don't mean that necessarily even in a bad way because I think it's really awesome. Um, and I think this album is incredible, so please don't take this as me trashing the record. But I like to be honest, and I will flat out say, I thought it was. I thought that was absolutely horrible. You know, like like to the point where I'm listening to it, I went, "Oh my god!" Like I, I kind of thought, like, you know, you know, when you're listening like on Apple Music or you're listening to something when that record ends, sometimes it'll just play something next, and. Sometimes it does that and it'll make a recommendation. Like one time I was listening to something and then it played Hate Breed and I'm like, I don't listen to I I have no Hate Hate Breed in my iTunes. I've never owned a record by Hate Breed, nor have I ever listened to Hate Breed on iTunes. 
But that would be the next thing they'd recommend. What I mean by that is I just thought it, I thought it was a different band, and I thought it was just what, what iTunes played next, and I wanted to immediately turn it off because I was like, turn this crap off. And then I realized it was the same album. And I just, I, man, it kills me because I think this record is incredible. And that one song, and it's not even the whole song, but it's a good half of that song. There's a good half of a song on there that to me just, God, it, it, it absolutely kills this record for me. And I, and I hate say, I don't mean like, you know, I will, I will bust Dave Mustaine's balls about like Psychotron. And I will say, I think that song sucks, but I don't think it, I think it sucks because I think it's a stupid song, but I don't think it ruins Countdown to Extinction. This is like, no, this is like, uh, this is like Demanufacture to me. Where it's a great record with one song on it that is just so revolting to me that I just can't. It, it ruined the record for me, and I'm sorry. Like, and I, I, I hate. I, I'm kind of mad at myself for saying this, and I, I don't mean to hijack this. I swear to God, I'll shut up. I just, I was, I was, I was kind of upset, you know. Like I, I've always said that I love Demanufacture, but Dog Day Sunrise is such a bad song that it utterly ruins that album for me. It, it turns what could have been a perfect record into, like, it's that bad. And this is one where I just, man, it, it, it was a great idea. Maybe it was bad in execution. If you want my honest opinion, I don't think it was a bad idea. I don't think it was bad in execution. I think whoever did the vocals, whoever did the clean vocals, should be banned from singing clean vocals ever again for the rest of their lives. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to call it like I see it. Love this album. Love everything on it. I, uh, you, you said it wasn't very good. I thought it was terrible. Sorry, and I apologize because they're a great band and a great record. No, I, I do. I don't. Couldn't I don't think it. it wasn't very good. I think that it was. Uh, <clears throat> I, I definitely think that it was the weak spot of the album, but I don't think it ruins the whole album. But what I was gonna say that annoys me though is they they put their freaking name on that plastic sleeve and it it bugged the crap out of me. Um, yeah, well that that would bug me. That 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 is that is something you can objectively complain about because that's just not a good idea um yeah because i mean literally they're they're putting they literally printed the name of the band and the name of the album on something that could over time damage the album um it's like idiotic but anyways the other thing i wanted to mention to about that was you know i ordered the record because i liked it i usually try to make sure in the very least if i possibly can now I, we've said a thousand times on this show neither one of us is willing to spend you know Fifty dollars on a vinyl, a single vinyl record of like an album. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's got. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, there's got to be like bonus content or something along those lines. Yeah, you know, something to make it worthwhile. Maybe. Um, I mean, it, it's got to be a big double. It's got to be something. There's got to be something going on there. Yeah, you know. I'm not saying I've never done it because I have, um, but I, I've I've paid that for new records. But every single one of them. You said it about Fear Factory. I've said it about. Well, the Sabotage weren't that much. They were more like forty, but. You know the sabotage records have a, they're they're really well done. There's lots of um, there's cool stuff in the book, like all the stuff I'd never read about it. I mean, it was, it's very cool. The typo negatives were very cool. You know, yeah, but no, totally. It's got to take something. No, totally. It can't, it can't just be forty minutes of metal. You know, it's, there's got to be something else to it. Yeah, but anyway, you know, so yeah, you know, we're like all twenty-seven minutes of rain and blood or whatever it is. You know. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's, um, it's so anyways, but so I try to order my, I try to make sure I, in the very least have my entire top 10 on vinyl. 
Um, you know, again, like for instance, uh, the I really liked uh, the new cat. I, I like the cattle new cat, cattle decapitation. I'm not spending forty dollars on a on a vinyl. I'm not. I'm just not doing it. I'm not spending forty dollars on a single album. Can't do it. Um, but so oh, I can't tell you how many records I have almost bought and just been like, nope, not for that. My record collection would be twice the size it is right now if the number of like new albums that I've seen come out were priced for 30 bucks instead of 40. Well, and or whatever. And you know yeah, the thing, but what I wanted the the point I wanted to make about that was it was right. actually very interesting. You and I joke a lot about how um you and I will talk about something on the show and then a day later we'll or a few days later we'll see like an article on one of these like big metal um websites like you know loudwire whatever suck ass metal websites right. yeah and it'll be literally about what we talked about on the show and we always joke we're like oh they must listen to our show to get ideas um i literally uh was we talked last week i believe it was about all like you know buy your music it's important to buy your music it's important to own your music rather than stream it and everything else like that I have seen, and this could honestly be the world, meaning you know how it goes. Your phone's always listening. Your computer's always listening. You know, your Alexa's always listening. Everything, you know, all these things you have in your house are always listening to you. I have seen more articles this week on physical media. And it could be the fact that we, you know, we played off that whole article about the PlayStation, how they removed a whole bunch of content that people paid for and basically said, you're screwed. It could be that, you know, they picked up the same way that we picked up. But I've seen more articles this week on, on, you know, owning your media and how important it is and how, you know, if you own your media, you're not only supporting the art, you're also becoming a custodian, like you're becoming responsible for that media, you're becoming almost a historian of that media, because, you know, when, when, you know, Spotify removes all the Cannibal Corpse albums, you know, you, you'll, you will still be able to listen to it and enjoy it, you will still own a copy of it. So, um, I, you know, it was just interesting that again, you know, I try to, I try to at least buy my top 10. Now I, I have, I'd be curious to see how many albums I bought this year. Um, I, I mean, I will say I probably bought significantly less this year than I have in past years for, you know, reasons like, you know, the, the price of records went up, you know, again, I, I would have bought the new Cadillac capitation if it wasn't like $40. Um, not only that, but you know, I, I, think- I hate to say it, but for a new album, if it's under thirty bucks, I don't really, I I don't sit there and try to. I don't go. I don't overthink it. You know, if it's a cool record, you know, by a band I like. I'll put it this way: if it's a band I like, you know, that isn't a guarantee. Let's, you know, there's some like Cannibal Corpse. Like you, you know, it's gonna be good. Like you don't have to question it. But um, why well, hey, use Carnation? Right. Let's use Carnation as an example. If if Carnation put a new record out. And I saw that it was coming out. Dude, if it's under 30 bucks, I'm not even thinking. I'll just pre-order it. I'll just pre-order it. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I like that band. It's 25 bucks. Like, cool. Totally pre-order it. But when it's 40, I won't pre-order it, and I'll forget about it and end up never buying it. Well, and I didn't want, and I don't want to focus necessarily on that that point because I get it. Well, I'm it. not trying to Well, but, you know, for instance, either. Tankard. Tankard released a bunch of their older albums. Now, I have their first box set, which is up through, I want to say... I forget what album it goes up through. Either way. Um, either way. It goes up, you know, through their early career. And they release a layer later. But I love the album R.I.B., Rest in Beer. It's yeah, 40 bucks. Yeah. I'm not ordering it. You know, 
Um, but, you know, price aside, I also want to say, I think that overall, you and I kind of found that this year, it was, I, I will say that it was heavier at the end of the year, meaning we, when we were halfway through the year, I don't even think we did a half year recap because we were like, wow, there's just nothing coming out. And, you know, yeah. towards the end of the year, a bunch of cool stuff came out, luckily. But, um, you know, I, you, you said this last week, you had an easier time doing your top 10 than you have in a long time. And I kind of did too. Because I didn't have much to choose from. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of the albums this, this that came new- out, I was like, they're okay. There was, I found nine that were like easy, like, yep, that's a top ten album. And number ten, I'm like having to go back and decide which out of what is left is number ten. You know, and I'm not saying that they're bad albums. I'm just saying that they were no. a significant. There was a significant gap between my number nine and my number ten. Like, like, I mean, I'll, I'll again, I'll say this about that Frozen Soul record. And this is not any. This is not even my review of the album. It's not any. I. I mean, I kind of know what my top ten is going to be. I, I haven't looked at it again. But regardless, like I'm not even saying. This. This is no indication of where it's going to be on my list or whether or not it's going to be on my list. When I started listening to the Frozen Soul record, I literally said, "I've bitched all year. This is what I wanted all year. That album is what I wanted all year. Not that band. Not that sound." It's not even it's I don't even mean this stylistically. I literally just meant I waited all year to hear a record that really just went yes, this is awesome. In fairness, Nervosa did that. I think Nervosa did that for a lot of people. Um but um there were other albums I really really like. There are some albums I like even more than that. Like I, there's there are albums that I utterly love from this year. But I don't know. I just didn't feel like very many like really gra- – I don't know how better to say it than just grabbed me. You know? Um, that was my problem with the year. I don't think it was because there was a lot of albums that were lackluster. Um, there were some albums that were far better than that. There were plenty of albums that I thought were really, really good and can't make one – I can't say one – like I can't say one negative thing about some of these albums. They just didn't – I don't know. They, I didn't feel anything. I didn't. They didn't. Like they man, didn't I blow your skirt up. No, dude. Let me. Can I give you another example? My 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 buddy, my buddy told me about a band called Moonlight Sorcery. I'd never heard of them before. This <sighs> record. I again. I don't know if it'll be on my top ten. I, I don't know. I, I I haven't listened to it enough. I, I I'm gonna check it out a few more times this week. But like he sent me this band called Moonlight Sorcery. They have a record called Horned Lord of the Thorned Castle. It's kind of stupid. But, dude, they're like prog black metal. It's kind of interesting. I don't mean they're like Borknagar or Dimu or any of those bands. I mean, they are somehow traditional black metal. It's like if you listened to an Immortal album and took the guitar track from a Dream Theater album and just laid it over top of it. It's weird. It doesn't conceptually make any sense. It's like you got this black metal song going on, but then you also have like this weird prog guitar track laying over top of it. That's dumb. Stupid. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. I'm listening to it going, you know what I mean? Like my my ears perked up. I, I'm not even saying I love this band. I'm not even saying I love this album, but you know how, you know how few times I heard something this year that really just went, I'll, I'll use one of your terms. 
that's neat. <laughs> you know, I've heard you say before, like, that's neat. I really did. I thought it was neat. I'm like, wow, what a cool, you know, it was refreshing. It was a refreshing album. <laughs> refreshing. It was. No, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's like, wow. I, where, I don't know if I've ever listened to an album and al- said, ah, that's refreshing. You know, it's like Crystal Gravy. But no, like, where, where has this record been all year? I guess maybe there were some cool records this year that I just kind of missed. Um, but by the way, Moonlight Sorcery, if you've never heard this, check it out. It's it's cool. Uh, I don't – it's not my pick of the week. It probably wouldn't have been my pick of the week. I have no idea if it's going to end up on my top list, and that's not me being a, a douche. That's me saying I really have no idea. But um, it's really cool. Like, check it out. But, again, I'm with you, man. It was the easiest top ten I had ever made because – you know, there were seven or eight that I knew would make it, but then, you know, I always have like three spots on my top ten. I'm not sure what's going to go there. Go there, and I have like thirty to pick from. And this year, I was like, wow, what? Which of these four records am I going to make? <laughs> I'm gonna. I need three of these four albums to go in my top ten. Like I felt like I only had to take one off. You know, it's kind of. Yeah, it's I'm having sad. trouble picking my tenth. And like I said, it's because it's not because anything else sucks. It's just because there's a big gap between nine and ten. Yeah, there's that too. I I agree with you there. Um, by the way, I do want to mention this too. Well, no, I'll come back to that. the The thing about the suck ass metal magazines, um, <coughs> you know your 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 loud wires and all them that just suck. Look, I want to throw this out because I I feel the need to say this. I don't want to be one of those guys who tries to say, "You heard it here first, right?" I don't want to be one of those guys who's like, you know, they're ripping us off, man. You know, I drew something and, and you know, like Vince McMahon's ripping me off or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. No, we're kidding around wanna... when we say that. <laughs> What's that? We're kidding around when we say like, oh, they're ripping us off. Uh. <laughs> That's my point. I don't want to ever be called out on. I don't know because people do this all the time. Shows will be like, all right, see, where, uh, I can show you a tape a year ago where I said that first. Dude, I don't care. However, it has been kind of wacky lately. You know, there's always, I'm totally joking around, but on a serious note, it has been kind of wacky lately the number of times we've had a conversation and then like Wednesday of the next week, it's a Loudwire article. It's weird. I will, can I just give the weirdest example of this? Remember a few weeks ago? I don't remember when. Someone knows. I don't know. Remember when we did that whole episode where, like, half of it, we were talking about Vile, and, like, we were making fun of the Chris Barnes lyrics, but we just had that big conversation about Vile. I don't know if you even remember that. Yeah, this. I do. Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week, Loudwire does an article of this, like, Cannibal Corpse book. You know, there's a new Cannibal Corpse book out of it, right? And out of the entire book, the one passage they chose to highlight was about something about some reference to to Vile. And I went, how random is that? Like weird random and then I started noticing it happening so I am totally joking around when I say anybody want, is ripping us off I don't and I don't ever want to be called out on one of those guys that tries to do that I will tell you there's been some weird it's it's been weird a few times in the last few months 
where it's like, did we just talked about this? And and now look, this one about the physical media, ours was in response to a PlayStation article. It would make a lot of sense that lots of people had this conversation because of the PlayStation article, right? We were all, they were probably responding to the same thing we were. Clearly, we didn't put that in anybody. It's just sometimes it is kind of weird. Um, uh, so I just I just want to throw it out. We're, we're joking, but on a serious note, it has happened and it's kind of weird. Um, I just want to know who our mole, like, do we have a mole? <laughs> we, which it, one of us? It, yeah, is it like, um, yeah, which one of our five listeners is a mole? You know, so, there used to be that CBS TV show called The Mole, um, which, by the way, the first two seasons of that show were awesome. When it went celebrity, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> but first two seasons were great. Anderson Cooper, Cooper hosted it. Was I actually have the, the second season on DVD. First one I could never find. But um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, one of our listeners, you know. <laughs> and what's funny is, like, we're a show that could put all of our listeners in one room and, and, and be like, okay, we're going to sweat you out. You know? <laughs> we're going to sweat you out until someone confesses who's the mole. <laughs> You know, um, I don't think it was either one of our, I don't think it, it couldn't have been either one of our female listeners. So it's like, <laughs> okay, guys, we're looking at you. <laughs> one of the 10 of you. I don't know, man. It's just funny anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I it, don't it, know. Is, it is ironic, but um, yeah, like I said, uh, it, it, it just, it just made me laugh how, you know, and again, I think it was in relation to that PlayStation thing or whatever, but you know, again, it was, Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody talked about it after that. It was a relevant thing, but. But, I mean, we've always said that. I mean, again, I'm not trying to say it like we were first, but, you know, we've always said, like, it's important to buy your music, if if for nothing else, to support the bands that you really care about and are really into. Um, you know, it's uh, if you're if you're in the financial position to do so, help out those bands. Um, I did want to mention something real quick here, too, because uh, I, I there's a lot of good tours coming around. And we, we talked a lot about uh, a few weeks ago about ticket prices and stuff like that. And I, uh, I, re- you know, I, I remember like talking about Iron Maidens coming here to the Prudential Center, not very far from my house, but I looked at ticket prices and I'm like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, <clears throat> but, hey, uh, the first time in my life I turned down an Iron Maiden show. Yeah. But, you know, I, and that's, and I said to myself, I'm like, you know, I love Maiden and stuff, but for the price of these tickets, I could go see like three or four other shows. And, I was right because I looked at so the Brooklyn Monarch is in Brooklyn. Now it's a little bit more of a hike to get to Brooklyn for me. Um but I will say this, the shows that are going there are insane. And again, I'm not advertising for this venue because these tours are going all over the country. This just happens to be where I've seen them. But like listen to some of these lineups here. We got, you know, for April on April 6th, we got Violence, X Hoarder, Deceased and Mortal Wound, 30 bucks. Like that's less than 10 it's bucks after, a band. After fees. No, that's after fees. That is that, and that literally says under the price. This is the price you will pay. There are no surprises. Thirty bucks to see violence, ex hoarder, deceased, and mortal wound. Dude, I've been trying to see deceased for a long time. Every time they come through, I can't go for some reason. I'm totally going to the show, and then watch me I'm say, "Okay, I couldn't a, go because blah blah blah." I'm admittedly not a violence fan, but I would love to see them. I love to see ex hoarder. I'd love to see violence. I don't know mortal wound. Uh, violence is just a they were one of those staple bands that got big that got big in like the second wave of thrash 
you know? Yeah. Don't care how long they were around. They got big in the second wave. They got big with, like, Sacred Reich and those guys. Yeah. Um, but I'm wearing, but are, I'm they're, wearing they're a deceased shirt I mean, right now, actually, so they're, like, one of my favorite death awesome. metal bands. They're, they're, they're absolutely awesome. Um, another another I, I, another lineup coming, Municipal Waste, Ghoul, Necrot, and Dead Heat. Again, 31 bucks. The price you will pay, no surprises later. February, that's in February. I've I I got to yeah. be honest with you, I've seen Necrot. I have not ever seen Municipal Waste. Again, every time uh, they come through here, either A can't go for some reason or B it's part of a festival. Like they came through here on Warped Tour a, couple, a bunch of times. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not buying a ticket to Warp Tour with a bunch of pop punk bands that I don't uh, want to see just to see Municipal Waste. Um, dude, and if there's one band though that man, it's just like custom built for you live. It's totally Municipal Waste is that band. But Ghoul, I you know? love Ghoul. I know you love Ghoul. Ghoul is, Ghoul awesome. is awesome. One it's of our fun. listeners turned me on to Ghoul, and I'm grateful for that. And I love that. But they're releasing a new album coming up, so I can't wait to. Uh, yeah, so I'm probably going to try and hit this one. This one's the one I'm not sure if I can make because it's in early February. But I'm going to try my best. Um, Vader, Origin, Inhuman Condition, and Winter Nights, and more. Thirty-four bucks again out the door. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, Vader. I know I've has seen one Vader, of your favorite though. albums, right? But they, I'm saying they have one of your favorite albums of all time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, the the Morbid Reich. Yeah, I love that album. Inhuman Condition. They've everything they've incredible. released so far has been incredible. Origin. I'm not too familiar with, and I'm not too familiar with Winter Nights. I don't know if I'm going to make this one. It's a Wednesday night. Wednesday nights are tough for me, especially you get all the way out to Brooklyn. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe I won't. Um, yeah, getting to Brooklyn's a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's the thing. Like guys, you have to understand. Like when you're when you're thinking to myself, oh, I can't believe you're not going to go to that show. You have to bear in mind, like Brooklyn is in another state than I am right now. So it'd be like me saying. Like, oh, yeah, remember that? You know that show two and a half hours away? Yeah, I can't believe you're not going to that. Like, yes, it, it's it's all train rides and none of it's driving. I could drive, but none of it would be driving. But at the same time, getting it, it's not getting into the city that sucks. It's getting home from the city that sucks. So when I go into the city, if I don't catch that last bus at like, I think it's like 1250 or something, I'm stuck in New York City until like 8 a.m. the next day. The only reason really to go to Brooklyn is to hope you can get somebody's coat. Yeah. Um, well, well, we all know that Vinny, on, Vinny. Vin, Vinny almost picked up a free jacket in Brooklyn, but I hope well, he's listening. Because, dude, here's the thing. Like, when you're hung like a Tic Tac, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> clearly, clearly sometimes you're like, well, maybe I should just get somebody's coat. Yeah. But, no, I mean, but, yeah, it sucks getting home from Brooklyn. And, you know, like I said, it, yeah, sure, you can always say, like, well, I could just go to a bar. And, you know, and that would be fine on a Saturday night, a Wednesday night, like, I'm basically going to yeah, sit there no, at the I end agree. of the bar by myself drinking beer until I can go home. You know what I mean? Like, And the bars close at four. So, okay, great. I've blown four hours. I still got another four to go before I can even get on. And that's not even before I can get home. That's before I can get on the bus to get home. And trust me when I say you don't want to fall asleep anywhere in New York City <laughs> unless it's a, ho- yeah. a locked hotel room. And I'm not paying like $200 for a hotel room to go see some of these shows, you know, so... Yeah, no, so, I mean, I get it. There's shows you can't go to, um, and that. But regardless, dude, add up the ticket prices. It's what you'd pay in fees for one ticket. I know. I I could see two of those shows that I just talked about. That would be basically the fees to buy a Ticketmaster ticket to something like Iron Maiden. That's insane. And and yes, anybody in the world can make the distinction. Iron Maiden's a biggest a bigger band. It's not about the ticket price. It's like. You could literally see 
two awesome shows for less than just Ticketmaster's cut of a fee. And not even or, cut uh, of a concert. The stuff they tack on. That, well, that, I'm saying that, that's their that's their end. And, it's and, like it's like it's not it's not I mean Iron Maiden's putting on the show, but you could see two shows just for the charge of the convenience of being able to yeah, print just, your own ticket. Just for the permission just for the privilege of buying your tickets via Ticketmaster, you can you know, so it's kind of ridiculous to me. So again, I'm not trashing Iron Maiden. I'm not trashing their ticket prices. No, I am not saying that they're not worth. I'm not saying that the ticket, what they're charging, is not worth the show. Not saying that at all. Don't take this as me saying, "Oh, these shows are so much better than seeing Iron Maiden." And yes, I know an Iron Maiden show at the Prudential Center on a main stage is vastly different than these these bands playing in a small club. I'm aware of that. I am not trying to compare the two shows. Just like Duff said, what I'm trying to say is what Ticketmaster charges you for nothing else other than the privilege of buying the tickets using their system, you could see at least two of these shows. With with, with no option to not use their system, we have to Right, with no option to like not use their system. So th- that's what annoys me. And and you know, so that's and again, I hate saying I'm not going to see Iron Maiden. I hate saying I'm probably not going to see Pantera. I have because, never said I'm not going to see Iron Maiden yeah. when I was capable of going. Yeah, and that's in me neither. It, well, I have, but I'm I, there's there's other bands that I have not said that about. And you know, I like Pantera, like if if the fees were reasonable, I would have already had tickets months ago or weeks ago. But, you know, I, for me it's like I can't justify shelling out an extra like 50 bucks just to be allowed to buy tickets. Like if a guy on the street literally said I got $70 tickets to Iron Maiden. Oh, I'll take those. Oh, yeah, but I didn't tell you about the extra 50 that you're going to, you know, you have to pay just for the privilege of buying them from me. We'd spit in the guy's face and walk away. But with Ticketmaster, for some reason, we bend over and say, thank you, sir. Can I have another? It's like paying 50 bucks to get in the grocery store just so you can go buy your groceries. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm I'm glad I gave you 50 bucks so I can give you money. Yeah. It's literally like, yeah, you're right. It's like charging at the door to get into the grocery store to be able to buy food. Right. I I understand again the distinction between food and Iron Maiden, but. Right. Yes. I, I, trust me, I, I I have been guilty of almost going, going off on, on, um, on macroeconomic tendency, or, you know, you know, tirades on the show. I, I try to keep that, you know, to myself. <laughs> I try not to talk about. But yeah. I try not to dive into that. So before anybody says you guys are full of crap, trust me, you don't. <laughs> you don't want me to go off on a two-hour macroeconomic ten- uh, tangent. So I'm going to refrain from that. So let's just go on and say we get it. We get it. That's just not. You know, we're not. We're giving an example. I'm not. I'm not getting that granular with it because I'm just not. Okay. If anybody wants that conversation with me, you know how to get a hold of us. <laughs> you know, if anybody wants an economics lecture, they can have one. You know, I'll test you on it the next day. <laughs> but no, I'm seriously. You know, or whatever. It's like, you know, it's just. It's. It. It's just. It's just horrible. You know. Again, I don't care how much Iron Maiden charge. Iron Maiden is playing. And they're saying, if you want us to play, this is how much you have to pay. Okay. But then they're, but then loud or uh, uh, loudwire or whatever, not loudwire, well, they suck too. Uh, <laughs> Live Nation is saying, 
Ah, but if you want to pay Iron Maiden to see them, we got to wet our beak first. You know, it's like it's like it's like the mafia. They got to wet their beak too. You know what I'm saying? They're sitting the around kid going, dipped we his ladle too. and everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got to wet their beak too. Why? Well, because money rolls uphill and crap rolls downhill. It, it drives me. It drives me. Yeah, nuts. it's just nuts. And and again, you know, all these shows like and those are like I said, those shows I talked about. Um, the, I guess the tickets are available through something called Dice. I have bought tickets through that service before. It's dependable. It's it's. And again, I'm not I'm not endorsing any ticket service over another. But the fact of the matter is, thirty bucks to see those bands is very reasonable, in my opinion. That's like, like I said, that's less than ten dollars a band, and these are established death metal and thrash metal bands. So, dude, you got to figure. You got to figure. You can see all of those bands live. Cheaper than likely any one of their records with the way prices are now. But with yeah, you, you, know, you couldn't buy the vinyl records for as much as it would cost you to see all for any of the bands, any let of the alone bands. all of them. So I mean, it's it's I mean, it's great. So I I might try and make my way out. I certainly am going to try my try my absolute damnedest to get to see deceased. Finally, um, I'm going to try my absolute damnedest to get to see Ghoul. That would be um, super cool, by the way. But you know, Va- Vader, awesome. Vader, I, I might have to forego just because it might just be too hard for me to get to, and to you know, because I think the thing that sucks is I would love to see a human condition, but I don't know how late you know if the show if the show goes until like I said like eleven o'clock past eleven o'clock, I gotta get on. A, I have to leave because if I if I want to get on that last bus, it's gonna be I have to get on the subways and go all the way back up to the Port Authority and and then make the bus. So like. That that's the challenge with the with these you know seeing these bands um, in Brooklyn because I mean I guess I could take a cab but even then you know it's like I get hit traffic you know it's it's just one of those things that yeah sucks. no it 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 it's and dude like I mean I go see shows but where I live like ninety nine percent of the time it's at least an hour drive like if I get lucky and it's in Syracuse it's an hour drive but. If it's Albany, that's more like an hour and a half. If it's Rochester, that's two hours. And then people be like, oh, yeah, but, dude, it's only in Buffalo. I was like, ah, it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive. Not a big deal, dude. I'm not a – you know, I don't mind driving to Buffalo. Sir, sir, it's a three – whatever, it's three-hour, three-and-a-half, something like that. Who cares? I don't mind doing that. I don't want to do it on a Wednesday. Well, that's what I mean. Because, you know, and I don't want to have to – I don't want to have to take the next – I don't want to take two days off work to see Deceased or whatever. Right. Any of those bands that you mentioned, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean to Deceased. Any of those bands. It doesn't matter which one we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's the thing. Like on a Saturday. All of which I like. I like Deceased a lot. Like I would gladly on a Saturday be like, oh, they're playing, it, they're, they're, they're playing, you know, an hour away. Oh, cool. I'll go to Syracuse. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, stop at the record shop. I'll go see them drive home. Like, who, no big deal. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. Like, it's you know, totally different when you have work the next morning. Yeah, on on a Saturday, if a worst case scenario, I get stuck in the city, I pull an all nighter. I gotta, you know, I figure out, yeah, you know, I go to the bar, I have some beers, have a good time, uh, you know, then just <clears throat> wander around the Port Authority until that first bus in the morning. You know, like it's, you go out to the coast, have a few laughs, get some street you know, meat because you know it has been 15 minutes. <laughs> it has been 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it has. Been- <laughs> for those of you who don't know that story i'm going to tell it again because it's hilarious uh me duff and Vinny were walk we're in new york city we'd go to the we went to the bar we stopped and got a slight couple slices of pizza 
Um, and then we got on the and train. Let me clarify, I'm the only one who only got one slice of pizza. This is important to the story later because I ate. I was the only one who didn't eat multiple slices of pizza here. Continue with the story. So you know, we, it makes it even more dick. Is why I would say we, this. We Continue. get on the we, so we get on the train. We get back to Times Square. We get off the train. We start walking. There's there's the food carts, and this is keep in mind like what like three in the morning, something like that. Oh, it's easily like three. And and we had been drinking. Yeah, for hours. Yeah, we had, literally point. we started in the afternoon. So yeah, we get off. Been we drinking we get off the trains. We're getting the street meat, and Duff's like, Duff's like, "Hey, I'm gonna stop and get something." And Vinny, being typical Vinny, just looks at him and goes, Ugh, "Well, it has been 15 minutes since you last ate." <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, "A, I'm getting a hot dog." And I, I'm like, and I look at him, I'm like, "You're aware I'm the only one of you guys that that didn't have multiple slices of pizza, right?" He's like, "Oh." No, but he didn't and even I'm like, say, dude, you, oh, you're aware I'm talking about a hot dog, wrong. right? I was like, you're aware I'm talking about a hot dog, right? And you're also aware, aware of the fact that when I'm in New York, I'm also one of those guys who's like, if I'm walking around Times Square at three o'clock in the morning, I think getting something, I think getting street meat is part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I would have done it even if I wasn't all that hungry. I just, it's got a part of it, you know? But oh, of course, Vinny. Well, Vinny, you know his problem with fat people he as it is. fat people. He hates fat people. Really hates fat women. Oh my god, <laughs> he hates fat oh. everybody. He the, the two the two things he hates most are like fat women at parties because they 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 like block his view of of thinner women, <laughs> and he really hates fat guys that work in fast food, especially <laughs> if they give him the wrong empanada. <laughs> then he tells I, I us went he back wants to that. To I went back to that same mighty taco and I told him, "Don't worry, if this guy's still here, I'll get him for you." <laughs> and dude, he you don't even like, like, message me back. Do you honestly think he's still alive? <laughs> He'd be like, hey, he died of fat poisoning. Either, well, I don't know. Maybe he had tainted crack. <laughs> yeah, he had tainted crack. No, I literally, and no one will ever see this, but I have on video him saying, if I see that guy again, I'm going to cut his blubber. That is a direct quote. That is a direct quote in a form that I will never show anybody. That has never seen it. If you didn't see it 20 years ago, you will never see it now. But he definitely said, if I see that guy again, I'm going to cut his blubber. It was awesome. It was awesome. But again, how many times have I said, when you're hung, I don't know why I said tic tac, but if you're hung like a tic tac, he doesn't even get both words. He's like, pick a word. You get a tic, but definitely not the tag. You can't oh, fit both on that thing. Uh, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't get no, both letters. I mean, I'm really excited. Because I really, 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 really want to go see Deceased. Like, Deceased has been one of those bands. Like, you know those bands that, you know, there's two of them I can name. The two bands I never got to see because I always was like, ah, oh, they're always touring. I'll see them next time. Were Typo Negative and Motorhead. Yep. Those, those are pretty much my, those are the two. My two big screw-ups. Yeah. Um, typo negative was at least not intentionally a screw-up. I I had press passes to, to see typo negative. I could have gotten – and it was like I could go on the bus and interview them on all that jazz, and I requested it off from work, but found out I requested the wrong night, and I couldn't get the day off work. So that time – wasn't me just being like, nah, I'll see them. Nah, I'll see them next time. But Motorhead, I definitely said I'll see him next time with Motorhead a bunch of times. Yeah, me too. And I'm not happy. About yeah, that. I know. Like, And that's the thing. Typo Negative, they're from New York. They played New York all the time. And, 
you know, the, the Peter lived in Brooklyn. Yeah, definitely more so you than me on Typo Negative because I, I don't remember ever. That was the only time I remember like screwing it up. I, I realistically, I don't remember ever saying no to a Typo show because I don't really ever remember seeing that they were playing somewhere around me or whatever. But I know you certainly probably did. Yeah, I mean, like, um, <clears throat> I probably could have seen, like, I don't know, so it annoys me. So that that those two bands annoy me, and, you know, it comes down to, look, I know that these death metal bands are, you know, but, I mean, truthfully, they're not even that much younger than than Typo, or, I mean, they're certainly younger than, than Lemmy. Lemmy was, like, doing this stuff in the 60s, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't think these death metal the bands have the longevity just because the music is so much more extreme. It takes so much more out of you physically, and... You know, so and I really want to see King Fowley, man. That guy is so awesome. King Fowley, he's 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 the drummer and vocalist on all of Deceased's albums. I do think he has a live drummer usually, and he just does the vocals. Um, I, I've seen it both ways. I've seen him do drums while singing in pictures, and I've seen him like being the front man. So I'm curious to see. But violence will be cool. I'm really that'd be cool. Um, and you know. I, I, I kind of actually want to see Exhorter too because I have their first two albums. You know, Exhorter is that band that the the most, I think, honestly, the most famous thing Exhorter is for, or I shouldn't say the most famous thing, but one of the things they're most well known for is they are the band everybody points to and says Pantera ripped them off. Like they're the is that exhorter? That's that's exhorter. Yeah, okay, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the the what Sla- like I knew slaughter the band, the, but I forgot that that's what the people slaughter in the Vatican right. was their first album, and that was everybody said when when Cowboys from Hell came out, the the big exhorter fans were like, oh, so they ditched glam metal and decided to sound like exhorter, is basically what they said, and and mostly because there's all kinds of stories around it, like they say, oh, Phil heard ex-hoarder and decided to change his vocal style to that style because he liked it and you know because he changed his vocal style the band had to change their style and you know everything else like that so um because i mean if you listen to power metal it's not miles away from cowboys from hell but vocally it's miles away from cowboys from hell like there if you listen to power metal you can really hear the riffs Basically, if you were to change a couple things about the riffs and make them a little bit more hard edged and less like glammy, you could almost say power metal was a natural progression into Cowboys from Hell. But Phil was the biggest change because Phil ditched like the power metal, like that kind of stuff. And he blended it a lot more with those, like, yeah, we got reach for your good, you know, like that kind of vocal. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, it was funny. It's funny about that record, um, with the vocals on that record, because he does do, and I'm with you, man. Like a really awesome combination of the two, except the song "Heresy," man. I, ugh. Shatters what always does it for me. Shattered is terrible. This world is shattered, but the heresy, it's so bad. Like I'm sorry. I love that record, and I'm a big fan of Phil. I'm a big fan of Phil's vocals in the 90s, and I think he did a great job on every Pantera record. I have to go for less and, and like, night. Dude, I don't have a problem with him doing a lot of the highs on there. I mean, he does some awesome highs on that record. I mean, hell, Cemetery Gates has got loads of them. Eh, the chorus of Heresy and a lot of Shattered is not a great way to use those high vocals. Who would have thought like five or six years later he'd be like, I, I have to go for last night. <laughs> 
I, I effed your girlfriend last night when you snored and drooled. I effed your love. I, I still think the the best line, the best lyric that Phil Anselmo ever wrote is, she called me daddy and I called her baby and I yeah, smacked her ass. Right. The only thing better than that is because I'm that kind of dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think there's no better way to describe Phil in the 90s than because I'm, I'm that kind of dude. It's so stupid, but it's so awesome. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go from exhorted. I'm that kind of dude. I'm that kind of dude. <laughs> you, we didn't guy. know what you were doing. Your girlfriend could have been a burn victim, an amputee, a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Because <laughs> I'm that kind. Wait, of what's dude. funny is that he, it's funny is the order he lists his preferences. <laughs> Like the order of his preference. Actually, he says you're that kind of dude. Sorry, not I'm that kind of dude, but still, you do it too. You're you're that kind of dude. dude. But it's still like it still describes Phil because you're that kind of dude. Like I think the whole song describes Phil. Oh God, it's so you know. You know, I I know you're always like, and I called her baby when I smacked her ass. The only thing better than that is when he's like, from forehead to rib cage, I dripped her ass. The reason is the reason. Well, that's is, more of a you line. <laughs> yeah, but the reason is it's because of the ridiculousness of the phrase "I dripped her ass." It's just <laughs> you're not even entirely sure what all is included in that, but you can assume. You can assume. You can assume. You can assume, you can assume there's a few things that might have been included. You know, I mean, it could. It could. It's. It's probably. It might be mostly boo-foo. It could be more or less other things. It's hard to say. You know? <laughs> he, he was aiming for the stamp. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe it was boo-foo, and he, maybe it was boo-foo, but he spit on it for Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I remember, I'll know. <laughs> Oh, oh man. yeah, that's horrible. No, we're horrible. I we're horrible people. We well, we are. You know, that's part of the show. That's yeah, part of the scum- show. And I'm a scumbag. I, hey, but you know, no, we, we you see, the thing is, I keep scumbags. telling you this. You got to stop calling. You are not a scumbag. You're a sleaze ball. <laughs> I'm a sleaze ball. Our listeners are scumbags, though. See, you're not. You're not scummy. You're sleazy. <laughs> I am sleazy. There's a difference. I, I got a PhD in sleazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you know why you're sleazy. A scumbag wouldn't say, she called my daddy and I called her baby and I smacked her ass. A sleazeball would. I should just I should just be Dr. Sleazy Duff, you know, Duff, quote unquote, Dr. Sleazy. Dr. Sleaze. Awesome. Well, because, you know, John Valby's Dr. Dirty and no one in the world is cooler than John Valby. And by the way, if you're listening to the show and you don't know who John Valby is, you need to stop what you're doing right now. Take your ass to YouTube. Or actually, you know what? His records are on iTunes. He's got loads of records on iTunes or on Apple Music. But th- take some time and listen to uh, listen to some John Valby. Um, and, re- and realize that Duff was listening to this stuff in middle school, and you'll, oh, say, you'll totally, understand totally him a lot better. Literally in middle school, I was listening to, doc- to Dr. Dirty. I had, um, I had a bunch of his cassettes, <laughs> and I've seen the guy live like at least, well, God, 12 or 15 times. Um, didn't you moon uh, the crowd at one of his shows? Oh yeah, no, I dude, I, I mean, a couple of friends of mine where we had, we had seats on the stage. Like there's the, cause he would, he, he's, he plays piano and they had a couple of tables up on the stage and they had the curtain down and the, the, the server asked me and my uncle and a couple of friends of mine. One was a fraternity brother. One was a good friend of ours that, that passed away, but, um, clearly I, he passed away after he did this, but um, <laughs> they, <laughs> did you really need to clarify that? 
<laughs> we never know. I don't want to even uh, make jokes. Like, <laughs> you never. Hey, the, the world's a twisted place. But anyway, so say, what we, did you um, do? Dig them up and like prop them yeah, up? Never like, know. Never know. So, uh, so we we do we we get up we get up there. <laughs> Why would you even say that? Well, of course, this happened before he died. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. let's, let's let's be fair. Let's be, I'm just trying to avoid lawsuits here. You know, my my lawyer tells me to remind of people. Of course, this things. happened before he died. Because <laughs> it would have been lawyer weird if it happened one. after. My my lawyer war- warns me of that, and then he often tells me that I should get a better lawyer. But that's besides. Them. Always remember any lawyer who represent. Re- always remember anyone who represents themselves in court has an idiot for a client. But anyway. Um, they, we literally, we get up on stage and we all like drop trow and have our, have our asses sticking out facing the crowd. So when the curtain comes up, it's just an entire line of us moon in the crowd. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Um, one of my, one of my very famous, um, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm going to say this cause none of these words are terrible, but I have a Dr. Dirty album where he signed lick slit and swallow fur. Signed, John Valby. I think I can say. Well, none of those words are bad. It's just it's dirty if you think about it. But dude, Doctor Dirty John Valby is one of my heroes. I I absolutely love that guy. Love his music. That Eat Bite FS is one of his songs, which I can recite at at very at very fast speeds. By the way, I can recite that whole thing. Um, yeah, it's all good times. But anyway, going back, if he can be Doctor Dirty, I should be Doctor Sleazy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> It, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> John Valby. Now I need to listen to John Valby. He's awesome. Um, I forgot. We uh, anyway. So he's, I, I don't know why we were talking about X Hoarder and yeah, Phil and Phil dripping and Pandera, yeah, dripping. Yeah. So no, but I'm, I'm. There's a lot of good shows coming up. So you know, there's some things on our list that we wanted that we had here that we kind of wanted to talk about. Um, some of it's old news now, but I feel like we should talk about it anyways. Um, so. Would you, you had something on here about sabotage. Oh, look. I, I've told this story before, but what I, when I, I, I haven't used personally like Facebook or any of that kind of stuff in, in years and years and years. Um, and the, the, the turning point for why I quit using Facebook was when I was in my, I was back in Erie because our old bass player's mom had passed away. Um, and <laughs> before this happened, clearly, no. Um, I, was, I was in Erie to see, you know, to go to um, our, our bass player's mom's, like, the, you know, viewing funeral stuff. And um, as when I am in Erie getting, uh, getting ready to go, I check my phone and I get a, um, I get a, a something comes up on my Facebook about a a GoFundMe. Now, when people post a GoFundMe, I generally immediately click off of it because I've seen way too many people post GoFundMes about outlandish crap that makes me want to smack them. You know, I I just and if they make me mad, I'm sorry. It's not it's it, that's not even because I'm a terrible person. It's because I think nine times out of ten people abuse what GoFundMe should be for. Well, anyway. I see a GoFund, and I'm getting somewhere with the story, but I, I see a GoFundMe, and it has someone's memorial fund on it, and I'm scrolling by, and I went, wait, what? And I scroll back, and I'm like, 
His memorial fund? What do you mean? Holy crap. Long story short, a very good friend of mine from high school who admittedly I had lots lost touch with. It happens. You know, you don't see people for long, long time. But this was a guy that, you know, I did a lot of theater in high school. This guy and I were cast next to each other in a lot of stuff. You know, we did a lot of theater together. We had a great vibe together. I, I, I Same first name. Loved this guy and found out while I was literally getting ready to go to another viewing that a really good friend of mine had passed away and that his viewing was today, you know, at the same time. And I'm going, I got so mad. And the reason I got mad was there were, when I got to the viewing, there were other people there that I knew I went to high school with or I went to college with or I knew really well that are all my Facebook friends. And none of them... I didn't know that my friend had passed away because none of them told me and none of them, and they're like, oh, well, I posted about it. You know what I mean? Because that's how you do it. It was like, oh, well, I posted about it. I looked at them and I'm like, you know why I didn't notice you posted about it? Because you posted 50 other times the same day about politics and it drove me nuts. Then I just got mad. I'm like, look, I didn't know that someone who means a lot to me passed away and I'm like, could you imagine if I would have been in Erie when his viewing was and gone home and found out about it then? Like, dude, I would have been seriously, seriously ticked off. And I'm just like, man, I hate this. That I can't, that I didn't see that there was a post by anybody about my friend dying because they were too busy posting about politics. That's what made me mad. And that's when I stopped using social media. Now, why am I telling this story? I just found out like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. That Sabotage is having a reunion and putting out a new album. Sabotage is putting out a new album sometime in the next year. Now, I'll talk about that in a minute. And all I can think of is, how do I not know this? How do I not know? Now... As much as I hate the loud wires and metal hammers and whatever, though I hate all those websites. No matter how much I hate those, because a lot of what because they are sadly one of the only sources of actual news sometimes that we do see them. And all I could think of was like, do you know why I don't know? Do you know why that's, this was announced in April and I didn't know? Because these stupid ass, how many, and I'm sorry, I know this is a, you, you agree with me to some level, but I'm not putting words in your mouth. And I'm not speaking for the show. I'm speaking entirely for myself. I've said this a hundred times. The number one thing, well, there's two things <clears throat> that, that I, well, three, there's three. <laughs> I guess there's three. There's three things I hate about Loudwire and all of those other websites. One is I've always hated the pretentious, we know it all, and therefore when we say these are the five best of all time, we mean it because we have the authority. You know, I hate that. Number two, I hate that they they remind me of the middle section of the song Get in the Ring by Guns N' Roses. 
And that goes for all you punks in the press that want to start crap by printing lies, starting content, you know, all that stuff. Yes, I could recite the whole thing. I'm not going to. It's not clean. But if you remember that part of the song, he says, that means you, Andy Setcher, at Hit Parader, Circus Magazine, Mick Wallach, Krang, Bob Guccione Jr. at Spin. Like, he mentions them. And the reason Axel is mentioning those people in that song is because those magazines were just trying to stir up controversy to sell copies. And I hate, I hate, I hate that the heavy metal publications do the exact same thing. And thirdly, the most egregious crime of all of them, to me, is how these websites nonstop post with political agendas, and half the time, it's because I think they actually want to post about politics, and the other half the time, it's, hey, hey, can we post about who a member of a band said they voted for? That'll divide our audience and get us clicks, and that drives me bonkers and it's one of those things where i'm like sabotage is a very well-known band they are not some minuscule little thing that no one's ever heard of so if sabotage is getting together for the first time in 20 years i i, I think it was like 2001 uh, and i'm gonna look just so i look I think it was like 2001. When was it? When was their last album? Hey, look at me. It's 2001. I remember when Poets and Madman came out. I love that album. It's incredible. Came out in 2001. It was the last album by Sabotage. It's been 22 years. Sabotage, mind you, is who Trans-Siberian Orchestra is. And that they are huge, of course. You know, you can ask any of, those ba- any of the death metal bands from Florida. They will all tell you Sabotage is the band that, that, that they all loved. Um... Obituary will flat out tell you they became a band because of Sabotage. Obituary will tell you that flat out. Cannibal Corpse were into, were into Sabotage. David Vincent himself, this summer, while I was sitting in Amsterdam at a hotel that randomly <clears throat> David Vincent and his band were sitting at, I drank a few beers with the guy, and the first thing he said when he saw me was my Sabotage shirt. He's like, dude, Sabotage. I love those guys. He's like, I I'm, I'm swear to God, I'm like the biggest Sabotage fan. I'm like, cool. And either Loudwire didn't talk about it because they were too busy doing all the crap I just said, or maybe they did, but I didn't see it because of all the other crap they posted. And I'm just throwing this out there that, you know, um, um, what's that? I can't stand Seinfeld. That stupid airing of grievances thing, whatever. Festivus. Yeah, that thing. I don't, I don't know. I hate that show. But um, I... I've, I've heard people met. Is that around now? Is that like a now thing? I don't know. Isn't that sometime in the Christmas season? I'm not, I'm not being facetious. I really don't know. But so this is my just my, my whatever. This is my bitch fest for a minute. But I got to tell you, man, I was seriously upset that that happened. Okay. Now that my bitching is out of the way. So good news. I did find out the Sabotage is putting out a new record. And uh, John, is, John is part of it. John's doing it. I don't know if he's singing it. He's singing it or Zachary is. Um, I would love it if they both are. This will be the first Sabotage album since, I think, Hall of the Mountain King. I think. Maybe Fight for Rock, but I think Hall of the Mountain King. That they haven't worked with Paul O'Neill because Paul O'Neill is you know, no longer with us. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'd be... I have complete faith that the album's going to be awesome. It's a little interesting to me, though, because... Uh, 
so much of what Sabotage did was with Paul O'Neill. I mean, it was Paul and John and all that stuff they wrote together. And I mean, Trans-Siberian Orchestra was those two guys. I mean, that's where, you know, that's where Trans-Siberian came from. It was there. John and Paul O'Neill were writing all that stuff and arranging it all. And so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm super curious as to what this going to sound like. Uh, I, I'm, I know it's going to be awesome because I, I can't imagine John with the cast of people he's going to have with him. You know, Chris Caffrey and all those guys, like, they're all going to have to be part of it. Um, so it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm legitimately really excited. Uh, if there's one band, you know, I will say this, like, in the world of metal, if there's one band I wish would get back together and I wish I could see live, Sabotage is my number one. You know, I always say damn Yankees because that's just awesome. But in the world of metal, Sabotage, hands down. Like, what would I, what I would do for a Sabotage reunion, you know? Like, that, that is for me. Like, whatever anybody else's answer is, mine, it's a Sabotage reunion. I would love it. If there's any band that could get back together and put an album out, it's Sabotage. So that's a big deal to me, and I just want to throw that out. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and one more reason to hate Loudwire and all them. But that's my little Sabotage story. <laughs> um, can't wait. It's pretty exciting. Because they're awesome. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and Sepultura broke up, and... Yeah, I don't know. Does anybody care? I hate being that guy that's like, oh, does anybody care? It's, and I, I know I just said that. I was joking. But, like, God, I, can I, can I tell you what I know about Sepultura in the last 20 years? That they have a really awesome young drummer. Eli or whatever his name is. Sorry, I, I, I should know. But, God, I, I, this, is, this, this hurts me because I, I, like, I like Sepultura to an extent. Um, I saw them in 99. They were awesome. But in total fairness, I mean, like, like, like Rex, you're with me, right? You, you like old, you like old Sepultura too. I know you like Beneath the Remains. Um, once the Cavalier Conspiracy re-recorded the first two albums, you're like, oh, these are really good. Yeah. They were always good. They just sounded like turd. We've both talked a lot about the importance of Chaos AD and how good that was. Neither one of us, I don't think, liked Roots but it was a big album for them. Can you name any other album of theirs after that? I'm not trying to put you on the spot like yeah, new songs. Yeah, I mean, I, there was... Uh... I mean, like, without looking, can you name it? I can't. I can't name one album or song by Sepultura. And I think Derek is awesome, the, the, the vocalist that they've had for 25 years or whatever. He's awesome. But, dude, I can't name one song or one album from those guys. And it it's kind of kind of sad and I, I really I was joking like who, who cares I, clearly lots of people do it's just one of those things where like man that is a band that it just they've just not even exist they have not existed in my world for 25 years or more that and um I uh hearing they broke up I'm just kind of like is it bad that I said I was I forgot they were still around I mean I know Eddie Trunk would yell at me and blah, blah, blah. And I sound like I'm being a total douche right now, and I'm not trying to. Because I, I have the utmost respect for that band. But when I heard they were breaking up, I was like, I'm A, I forgot they were still really active. And B, like, I just, I don't know, man. I, I was going to say something else, but I forgot they were still active. And surprised they lasted as long as they did. Maybe they're bigger than I think they are. But I don't, man. I can't remember the last time I heard anybody talk about them. No, and 
I mean, really, and I'm sorry, and I'm not being rude. I, it's because I really, really respect the band, but when the Cavaleras went and did their thing, I have heard more about the Cavalera conspiracy in the last year than I've heard about Sepultura in the last 25. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Uh, again, I sound like I'm being a jerk, but I'm not trying to. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Like, I haven't heard a lot about the Sepultura in a long time, and I, and I will be honest, like... I, I mean, they've been around, and they, they've had a reputation, but I think really and truthfully... And I'm sure they've had their fans, and I'm sure there are people who are diehard about them, but and that's cool. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna like try and crap all over that or anything like that. But, you know, I will say that I don't think that they've ever quite achieved the notoriety since that they had since Chaos AD and Roots. Um, yeah, and you know, again, those Cavalera when they released Bestial Devastation and and uh, and 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 uh, um, Morbid Visions. Uh, morbid Vi- No, it wasn't Morbid Vi- Oh yeah, it was Morbid Visions. I always I always confuse schizophrenia and morbid visions. Yeah, it's morbid visions because still devastation. Schizophrenia yeah. looks like it should be morbid visions because the guy's like having that stuff happen above his head, you know. So I always think of that yeah. as morbid visions. Schizophrenia is actually a really good album, and it sounds it's listenable. The first two albums I find unlistenable. Yeah, schizophrenia and, and, is not it's not recorded as well as Beneath the Remains, but it's listen. You can listen to it and go like Troops of Doom on Schizophrenia sounds pretty cool. Troops of Doom on the original recordings of Morbid Visions are going, I can't, this is crap. Yeah, I mean, it literally sounds like they recorded it with a tape right. tape recorder in the middle of Schizophren- a Yeah, bedroom. schizophrenia is not perfect, but, like, you can listen to schizophrenia and be like, I wish this was recorded better, but this is awesome. You know, Beneath the Remains sounds great. Yeah, it but, does. Oh, yeah, those first two were just garbage. But, you know. yeah, so they recorded, re-recorded those, and they breathed new life into them, in my opinion. And, uh, and they're, you know, and they're so, they sound so good. The Cavalera brothers are gone. Like, I think it's time to call it a day. Like, you know, I, and look, I'm, it's none of my business I mean, when a band decides to call it a day. It's none of my freaking business. That's fine. And I'm not going to sit here and try and pretend like, oh, I'm going to tell these bands how it is and blah, blah, blah. No, whatever. If you're, you know, if they're out there having fun doing their thing, whatever, cool, do their thing. But, you know, I will say that it's, I don't know, it's just. I think maybe the bands kind of maybe realize like I think we've done everything we we've come here to do. Maybe it's time to call it a day. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're you know maybe they're vastly popular. Maybe they're not. I, I couldn't tell you. But I, I couldn't either. And I I'm really like I said. I started out sounding like I was busting chops or I was making fun. I actually want to make sure it's clear that like I'm actually kind of doing the opposite. I'm more saying. I'm kind of a. I'm kind of upset at myself for the fact that I can't name three songs. I can't name one. I can't name one album of theirs or one song they've done after Roots. And I'm not a fan of Roots, but I can't name any of them. And you know, to go one step further, like I have literally not cared about it. And it actually, it kind. I don't know. It, I I kind of. I guess I'm more saying like I'm mad at myself, but it's also kind of sad to me that they're breaking up and i i have a big feeling that they're not going to they're not going to go out with a lot of you know yeah it's not going to be like slayer breaking up it, you know it's not going to be like slayer retiring and i will say this like in the i from like uh late 80s to the mid 90s if that band would have retired, it would have been a huge story. Sepultura was one of those bands. 
And I think over the last 25 years, they've stopped being one of those bands that people talk about. You know, when you talk about those thrash bands and all those bands that were super important, Sepultura was one of the big ones. They were they were right there with the big the big um, thrash bands. They were right there next to all the you know like the um, uh, because they recorded at Morris Sound. They were right there with um, you know with the big Florida death metal bands. Like dude, Sepultura was one of the you know what I mean. Like when you, when you talked about metal bands, they were one of the staples that you always heard. And then man, I just. The only thing that I ever hear about Sepultura anymore is just in relation to, like, videos of their drummer. Because, dude, he is incredible. He's absolutely incredible. Um, but, and hey, man, dude, call me out or prove me wrong. You know, if you're like, dude, where have you been? Like, Sepultura is still I mean, awesome. I'd be happier to find out I'm wrong and that Sepultura is going to really go out with a bang and that they're, people are really into him. I just, man, I... I they have been not one of those bands in that circle to me for 25 years, and it's kind of sad. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm sad or I'm just mad at myself for saying it or, you know, they were just a band that did what they could, but when you lose, when you lost, when they lost the Cavaleras, like, they tried. Like, what were they going to do? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, admittedly, I would have never been a Sepultura fan if it wasn't for Igor. I wouldn't have cared. I couldn't have cared less about that band if it wasn't for Igor. His drumming was so new. You know, he was this guy that was playing like thrash metal drumming in the late 80s and just taking it to another level with a completely different style. Um, being from Brazil and man, Igor's. I'm not saying the only thing I liked about him was Igor's drumming, I'm saying that's what made me like them listening to his drumming was what got me into that band i mean to this day like i will say i'm not the world's biggest fan of chaos ad i will not say a bad thing about it i think it's an amazing album it's just really it's less of my thing but the drumming on it is so cool that the drumming makes me want to listen to that record it makes me like it more um beneath remains is another one so anyway i don't know that's just kind of my thing about sepultura i i i hope i'm not coming across as negative because i don't mean it that way um i'm more just kind of I don't know. One of those bands that just kind of, from my perspective, just kind of fell off and stayed around. But, man, I don't know. I don't know. Feel free to shut me up anytime. I don't know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anymore. I don't know what the hell. I don't know. I like it. I don't like it. You know what I'm thinking about right now? The fact that I, I saw an advertisement for bacon hot sauce. And I'm like... I want this bacon sauce. I've been <laughs> staring at a bottle of bacon sauce for like, like I normally when I record, I'm normally watching filth, but this time I'm staring at bacon sauce. So I'm like half, I'm like half sleazy, half just fat. <laughs> I, swear, I swear to God, it's bacon sauce. <laughs> Reminds me of that dog commercial. It's bacon. It's bacon. Dude, that was one of the greatest ideas ever because your dog doesn't care that it smells like bacon because he doesn't know what bacon is. Your dog doesn't care that it looks like bacon. Your dog doesn't know. It doesn't care. That was like the number one dog treat that was super successful solely because humans like bacon and therefore think it's a concept for... Now, your dog's going to love it, right? But the, the fact that it's shaped like bacon and 
and has the stripes. Like none of that matters to your dog. That's just because people are stupid and we love it. And I'm guilty of it too because I've bought the stuff too. But <laughs> it's bigger. Um, hell, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Shut me up. No, so, shut me up. I don't know what else we want to talk. About. <clears throat> so okay, so we talked about Sepultura. You know, I I did want to mention. Um, you and I had recently talked, you know, I talked about it this past summer and you recently did too. And, you know, we're talking a lot about seeing bands and things. So I, I did want to mention you and I have moved into the earplug club. Yeah. Not the butt plug category. That's no, the, no. See, that's, 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 that's what we already talked about monster and, and five finger death punch. Right. Of course. <laughs> no, but, uh, so, you know, you and I, for many years, we are in a band. We never wore earplugs. We never wore ear protection. We've seen countless concerts, never wore earplugs, never wore ear protection. You know, when COVID happened and I got my break from seeing concerts, meaning, you know, you could not go see a concert and you took all that time off. And I went to my first concert back, which was seeing Anvil. And I literally stood right in front of the stage and I was right in front of Lips's amps. And. Man, the next day, my ears were ringing something fierce, and it, and it came to my attention, like, why do I do this to myself? Like, why am I even doing this all these years? So I got a nice pair of concert-going earplugs, and I used them at Morbid Angel. I used them at the Misfits. Um, I don't tend to use them at outdoor stuff, so I didn't use them when we saw Ghost and Amani Marth, because it was an outdoor show. Um, you know, there's Yeah, not there, like there's that- so much room for the... There's so yeah. much room for it, you know, the, the sound to breathe. That yeah, in an know. indoor show, it's all like you know, it bounces off the walls and comes right back at you. Um, but an outdoor show, it has somewhere to go, so it's not as focused. But you know, I, I got to be honest with you, like ever ever since I've I've worn them, I don't think I'm ever gonna go back. I mean, like I, at this age, like I I have my hearing's already been so damaged. I don't know, I don't know what why I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know this isn't a PSA, um, you know this is not a public service announcement telling you you should wear earplugs, you know. Um, though I think you should. It's one of those things where, hey man, we were we were from the if it's too loud or too old generation, you know, and that's how it was. Um, but I had bought earplugs to go to Vakin, and I bought them because I was like, well. It's going to be constant loud music for days. I was like, I just would rather have them. I was like, and if nothing else, I've got, you know, maybe if I just need to get away from it for a little while, whatever, I've got it. And, you know, because the show didn't happen or I didn't see the show, I um, didn't wear them. But I went and saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, they are not obnoxiously loud in any way. It is a concert in an arena. It is loud enough to be there, but not, you know, this is not a concert that your ear is going to ring for days afterwards. But I thought it was a really good opportunity for me to test out the wearing earplugs thing. Because I was like, look, I've seen them a number of times. They're not obnoxiously loud. They're not quiet. I figured it was a good one. And just like you, I I bought a good pair. And when I say good pair, I mean, they're not super expensive. What are they, like 30 bucks maybe? I don't know. Whatever. 
Maybe they're a little more, maybe they're a little less. Let's just say 30 bucks. Fine. Cool. I bought one of the good ones. There are different brands. Pick whichever ones you want. I picked one. You picked one. We both got different ones, but at the end of the day, they're the same thing, right? And I wore them to the to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert. And I can tell you, number one, it was really nice during the show that it wasn't, because I had the earplugs in, it was never super loud. And even though a concert like that is not going to make your ears ring, any way you look at it, when you leave the show, you're still kind of, you still got to feel like you just listen to loud music for a little while. I didn't get any of that. But dude, am, am I crazy? But dude, I heard more at that show than I've ever heard at a show in my life. I've got these earplugs in and I'm like, dude, I can hear every single instrument. I can hear, I, I could hear it so much better. Like I always thought that sounded weird. Like, oh, you can hear better with earplugs. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's not possible to hear better with earplugs. I don't know, man. Not only not only did it knock out all of the negatives, but I do honestly think it was like, you know, it's kind of like when you put a when you put a good pair of earbuds in that are noise canceling, and all you hear, and you don't have to turn them up really loud because again, they're noise canceling. And how you can hear so well with earbuds in like that—that's kind of how I felt the whole time. I was like, wow, this is not loud. This sounds incredible. Just weird, man. And it's like, really, this is not a public service announcement. This is not my way of being like, today we want to remind you to wear your earplugs, you know? It's more just, it was just, it was a revelation for me, man. I am, I'm just glad I did it. I mean, I know I'm, you know, I'm getting older, but it's the other thing of like, man, what's funny about earplugs is it's one of those things that they're always like, oh, you can tell you're getting older because you're wearing earplugs. It's like, man, it's so stupid. Like, because if we all wore earplugs at 20, we wouldn't be bitching about it when we were 40. Yep. You know? Like, of all the stupid things. And it is a stupid thing. Like, of you know, of all of the stupid precautions that young people avoid, not wearing earplugs is one of the really stupidest ones. And I say that because it actually makes this it makes it more enjoyable. I can actually say I heard the concert better with earplugs than I did without the earplugs. I could hear more frequencies than I could without them. And I didn't have the it, it's like you didn't get the hangover the next day. Yep. Dude, and 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 look, the first time in my life when I thought something was too loud was when we saw Kiss. Kiss. When we saw them in Erie, Kiss was not too loud. But do you remember that Ace Frehley's like, guitar amp? Every time he would go to do a solo, he'd like click on the lead channel. It was like, dude, it made your head spin. No, for me. so much. What's that? For me, it was when every time when Paul Stanley went, Erie, every single time he did that, my whole head like shook. Yeah, it was crazy, man. But it's just, I don't know. It's just so stupid. Like, of all the things to be taboo, oh, if it's too loud, you're too old, you know, uh, only a pussy would wear it. Like, like, why? It's the dumbest thing in the entire world. And 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 now maybe those, maybe those stupid little throwaway foam ones, maybe those are no help. But I'm telling you, man, 
God, what an idiot. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I have a lot of regrets in life, and I can't say this makes my top 1,000, but still – I don't. I don't know. Just why? Why did we? Why did we always feel like if you, if you wore earplugs, like you were ruining it? I have no you idea, know? man. It's like it's like oh, it wouldn't be fun, you know? Oh, I'd look like an idiot. Well, who cares? What? You know? What? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just stupid. It, it's it's seriously stupid. I I of all the just again of all the dumb things, I am. I'm just kind of you know. I'm 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 pleasantly surprised. That my that my concert earplugs made you know made the situation made it better. I don't know, man. I, I just really I want I I'm glad we I'm glad we mentioned this because and you know what I think I think most people that that have good earplugs and wear them to shows would agree with everything we just said. The girl would. Yeah, I mean, like I got sick of like I said, my ears ringing and everything else after shows and and. I just kind of got, uh, I kind of got sick of it, and you know that's that's how it goes, you know. I mean, I probably wouldn't have bought them if I didn't go to Vakin. Um, that that was the catalyst for me buying them, but then when I came home, I was like, well, I might as well try them. And now that I tried them, I'm not going back. <clears throat> you know, I'm just not going back. No, I understand. Um, yeah, and like I said, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know. You, you you don't quite realize the the dividends it pays until you actually do it. You know, again, like I always had the same thing, you know, like, ah, oh, I'm not wearing earplugs, whatever. Now I totally, they're in my battle vest. They go with me every concert. And it's just, I don't know, it's just funny. Like I, uh, in, I think Mine to myself. Mine are on my keys. Yeah, I think to myself, like. Mine are literally on my keys, like on my keychain. I don't actually take my keys to my concerts, so. <laughs> I don't actually well, take my keys to concerts, so. um. They, that'd be a worse place for them for me, but um, I'm always paranoid about losing my keys, and I have like an electronic lock on the door that I can unlock with my phone, so I uh, I, I don't take my keys because I usually don't drive. That's the other thing too; I don't drive to concerts nine yeah. times out of ten. But see, minor minor on my keys, but they really just need to be in my truck. I just keep forgetting to put them in my truck. But the good news is they're on my keys. So yeah, I mean that's a different. Like usually when I go into the city, I take public transit. So I don't usually take my keys into the uh, into the show. So, um, so you know, I, I just I hop on a bus down the down the block and I leave my keys at home because I'm always paranoid about losing them. But anyway, so yeah, it's just kind of funny how we how you know we all those years you know we 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 fought it fought it fought it and then we're like oh yeah I guess this kind of makes sense but you know hey you know what that's you get older you learn right so anyways. yeah it's I don't know it's it, it's a weird well. You know, and Charlie uh, from Anthrax has been has been talking a lot lately about the fact that he has severe hearing damage. Yeah, um, like he's like partially deaf, and I I mean yeah. that. I, I and I, please do not accuse me of saying it wrong or whatever. I am just saying it is something like he is partially deaf. Maybe that's not the right term or a different, whatever, but you get my point. James Hetfield has terrible tinnitus. Yeah, isn't it? Charlie, tinnitus? I think actually wears Charlie wears like hearing aids. I think he. If does, I'm not yeah. mistaken, he wears some sort of hearing aids most of the time. Yeah, I think he does. Um, and again, please, if I'm wrong about that, you know, don't don't jump on me for it. Unless you got big boobs, then you can put them in my face. But 
Um, don't jump all over me for saying this because I, I don't. I hope I'm not speaking wrong. But if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that's what I have seen him say, and that's why he's a big, you know, wear earplugs kind of guy too. Um, because yeah, his ear his hearing's all kinds of screwed up, and it's just it sucks, man. You know, it sucks. I, I'm in. You know, I'm 40 years old, and I, I dude, I think about man, my life, how crappy my life is. How much crappier it would be if I couldn't listen to music, or I couldn't hear it, man. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. Um, I don't know. This sounds like a big, a big. No, I keep saying a PSA. No, I'm just sharing my experience really in New York too. So, I'm yeah, just sharing, I just am, sharing my experience. More than but... anything, I'm sharing the fact that I'm. I, I didn't sit there the whole time. Reg- I, I never regretted having them on, because not only did it get rid of all the negatives, it was actually better because I could actually hear it better. I didn't think that was possible. I thought so, that was people just trying to convince me to wear them. So there is you know. one thing, you know, after all this that we really do want to talk about, and I think we forgot to talk about it. It oh. somehow got deleted off our list. Go for it. <clears throat> so this afternoon, I was bored, and I was watching, I was just flipping through YouTube, and I I happened across a Bob Ross video. Oh, God, I forgot. how did we forget about this? Well, it got deleted from our list, and I don't know how. Um, well, that is just that's just stupid. So, if you've listened this long, you're about to be rewarded because this is the part where we talk about hum- we talk about some funny stuff. So, so, you know, I'm watching Bob Ross, who is an absolute legend. If you don't know who Bob Ross is, I don't. Know, maybe you're not, you know, from the states. I don't know how big he is internationally or whatever. But he is this dude. He is the absolute most chill guy in the world, and he had a TV show in like. I don't know. Was it the seventies and eighties? Was it like? I'm pretty sure it was mostly the eighties, but I don't. I don't know if it was whatever. Either way, like so, he, back in the day. I mean, we're talking thirty, forty years ago. And the guy used to he used to just kind of talk like this, and he used to paint nature scenes. And the guy could literally paint a nature scene that was better than anything that most people could do in like twenty minutes. And. And he, like I said, he never yelled, and he was always talking about. And it start to finish too. He would yeah. paint the thing start to finish. Yeah, and it would be like he'd be like, you know, and it's nature, and you know, he's got a happy little tree over here. This tree, it's your world. You can do whatever you want. And sometimes the best thing about creating is that you did it yourself, and you can be proud of that. And he was like just this like, like total positive, constantly like only positivity. Like the best thing was like, there's no such thing as mistakes. There's only happy accidents. Yeah, there's no such thing as mistakes. There's only happy accidents. And, and it's true. It's like, you know, when you're painting, it's like, oh, I screwed this up. No, you didn't. Opportunity yeah. to do something cooler with it. And so, anyways, there was a couple episodes where there's, but suddenly he was like, he did an intro and he's like, today I'm going to have my son paint. I see his son and I just immediately say, that is the most metal dude I have ever seen in my life. He's totally got like the the James Hetfield mullet, the Cliff Burton mustache. Now I don't know. I have no clue. And his name is Steve Ross. I have no clue if Steve Ross listens to heavy metal. I have no clue if he likes heavy metal. I have no clue if he's ever even heard a heavy metal song. But if you looked at him. I, I sent you a picture of him, and I, we immediately started going back and forth. And I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find our past conversation because we, yeah. we we you came up with some, some we gave up some read gems. some of our conversation. This is good. I, first thing I did was I sent you a picture of him, and I said, "Dude, Bob Ross's son is metal as f." 
And I was like, he looks like he owns every Black Sabbath. Okay, so first of all, hang on. If you don't know what we're talking about, look up Steve Ross, Bob Ross' son, and you'll see the guy with the mullet, giant mullet. And I don't mean just like a little mullet. I mean a giant mullet and a huge mustache, okay? He literally looks like he he's one battle vest away from being a standard guy at a Metallica show circa 1984, all right? So, so we immediately start going back and forth, and I say... He looks like he owns every Black Sabbath album, but prefers the Dio era. <laughs> like He looks like his favorite album of all time is Dream Evil. He looks like the kind of guy that speeds at night. And you say, you say he hangs on to Def Leppard someday going back to metal. <laughs> and I said, he thinks Metallica sold out on Ride the Lightning. <laughs> you said... He con- this one made me crack up. Constantly mentions how underrated Saxon is. <laughs> it's the kind of guy who was like, he's like, dude, why, why aren't you talking about Saxon? They're so underrated. There's actually, he would have been like, they're so underappreciated. And I said, his favorite priest album is Rockarola. <laughs> and dude, then like two minutes later, he's like, he's talking about how he skateboards, and I'm like, oh, this guy's metal. He's got like the he's got the huge mullet. He's got the cheesy mustache and he skateboards. There's no way this guy doesn't have kill 'em all like queued up on his turntable right now. And I said, yeah, probably in his white van with a wizard painted on. Yeah, his white van with a wizard painted on the side. And I said, you know, he he likes what Bruce Dickinson did with Maiden, but he really loves his work in Samson. <laughs> And then the best part was we found like a younger picture of him where it was more like late 70s. And I was like, this is before he got into metal and he was obsessed with Kansas and stick. Yeah, he's he's a huge he's a huge Frank Marino's mahogany rush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd be the kind of guy that worshipped Frank Marino and mahogany <laughs> rush. <laughs> and was probably when he was painting the whole time thinking, man, I can't wait to just listen to mahogany rush. <laughs> Like he probably had it on. <laughs> like yeah, he probably probably had a mahogany rush poster in the studio, you know. Like, no, like my painting's cool, but it'll never be as cool as the mahogany rush and Frank Marino. Frank Marino's God. <laughs> like Frank Marino is God. Like he's seriously like he 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 looks like the type of dude that he, he's like, you know, you know, I, I just I just couldn't get into Blizzard of Oz because I just I just find, you know, Symptom, you know, I just, I just find, uh, you know, Paranoid's just the greatest album of all time. <laughs> or, or is he the kind of guy that that will tell you how he truly appreciates the last two Sabbath records with Ozzy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, people just don't get technical ecstasy, and it really just kind of makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see it. <laughs> how can you sit there and insult Never Say Die? That album's a masterpiece. I'm sick of hearing about master reality. These people need to shut up and listen to Never Say Die. (laughs) Oh, you like master reality? Oh, you must be one of the mainstream fans. Oh, God. I love how we're basically describing me at that time, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Oh, you never like describing what I would have done. No one likes Never Say Die. (laughs) No one. Loads of people do. Interestingly, there's that group of people. It's the same people that listen. They're that, that faking think, it. <laughs> it's the same people that think Halloween three is the best of the series. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah, the, the, they're the they're the like, same. Like, oh, you're they're cool. the same people that say Metallica sold out on Ride the Lightning. <laughs> like, like oh, you're cool. 
Um, <laughs> I love Never Say Die. Yeah, you're cool. That's my instant reaction. Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I do know people that are like, there's, it's a, I, I've heard people say, you know, it's a better album than, than it's remembered to be. And they, that happens all the time. There are loads of albums out there that, you know, for one reason or another are remembered to be pretty terrible. And it's like, dude, if you go back to listen to it, it's pretty cool. Um, if you say that about it, fine, you know, be my guest. But dude, it's like the same guy who tried to tell me that the best, you know, the best Alice Cooper album was, uh, Tada or one of those, you know, it's like, dude, you're not that cool. Stop trying so hard. Stop trying so hard. <laughs> Saying that does not make you cooler, but this guy would mean it. <laughs> like, this guy didn't like never say die to be cool. This guy like never say die because he was that hardcore about it. This guy sat down and say, this guy sat down with the album Physical Graffiti and learned it note by note. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I can just I can see him right now. He's like he's like pieces of eight by sticks is a masterpiece. <laughs> like you actually it is so. So piss off anybody who disagrees. But I can see him just, you know. He's in there painting. Because I'm going to be a blue collar man. Journey was so much cooler before they sold out and went pop. Again, these are all things that I have said in my lifetime. These are all things that I have said. Dude, and you know what else? Tell me for a minute he's not listening to BOC. Oh, God, of course he is. Oh, dude. Dude is dude is seriously sitting there listening to Secret Treaties saying, like, it just makes me so angry that people don't appreciate what a masterpiece this is. Oh man. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, every everybody's always talking about agents of fortune. Everybody's always talking about agents of fortune. Everybody's always talking everybody's always talking about fire of unknown origin, but people just don't stop and listen to secret treaties enough. It's better than both. It's better than both. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's sad. But no, dude. And then, like I said, so you've got the 70s guy who, um, like I said, was totally into sticks. You know what the other thing about him is, though? There, he, the, 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 the Steve, Steve Ross was two things. He was, first of all, and, and dude, look at the picture. Look at the last one that I sent you where he's, like, pointing at the camera. Yeah. He's two things in this photo. We need to clarify. A, he's really into metal. And B... He wrestles for the NWA. <laughs> like, he looks like one of the guys who would have hung out with, like, Magnum TA and all them. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like a guy that would have been in, like, seriously, like, Jim Crockett. Like, the old, basically, WCW before his WCW. Dude, you like know what, though? He looks like an 80s WCW wrestler. I mean, I mean but in all, in, in all seriousness, though, you know what he looks like? He looks like the kind of guy that truly believes that when Man of War is in town, speakers explode. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> oh dude i i wonder i wonder if i wonder if as soon as he was done filming he was like thank god i can take off these cracker jack clothes and go back to my <laughs> jeans and leather he puts on his battle vest and <laughs> drives he, he away. only had one kind of shirt and every time you've ever seen him but dude, the mustache <laughs> the mustache, mustache makes him, it it's so awesome so like you know like i said dude he he seriously don't he I, I swear to god he looks like someone who would have been in the NWA or the WCW. I mean, I don't know how big he but is. But he's not. But I'm saying, like, you know, he. the thing is, like, I want to no, make sure. He, looks like he, actually guy could, that he actually could be a metalhead, but I don't think he was ever in WCW. <laughs> well, he probably wasn't, but I'm saying he looks like a guy who could have been. 
Yeah, yeah. he's the like, kind of guy that when he heard about his, Dan Yates, his Yank, gimmick was the he, painter. He's he the would kind come of, out with a bucket of paint and a paintbrush. He, he's the kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that waited in line the day that the first damn Yankees album came out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, probably. Dude, seriously though, he had to have been a Dio fan. Had to have been into Priest. <laughs> he's probably into Ted Nugent. I mean, he's I probably sitting there era. listening to Stranglehold while he's painting mountains. <laughs> it's like when I paint mountains, I like to listen to the Nuge. He's like he's sitting there painting a tree, going cat scratch fever. Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> yeah, well, because well, with that mullet, you know, he was getting loads of it. Oh, dude, you know what else I guarantee he was that doing? I saw more bumper than a body shop. I, I also guarantee he was like, you know, I'm getting sick and tired of people talking about in rock. I'm getting sick and tired of people talking about Machine Head. Nobody ever talks about Come Taste the Band. <laughs> dude, let's be clear. He had to have been a Deep Purple fan. Oh, of course. Through all of that time. Of course. Like, like he, I, maybe he went from Sticks to Metallica, but he never let go of his love for Deep Purple. No. And There's he no way. And he's also the kind of guy that talks about how on like you like you mentioned before, on Onward into the Night is the greatest, you know, greatest Def Leppard album, but secretly really loves Pyromania. <laughs> he just doesn't want anybody to know about he it. He just doesn't want anybody to know about how much he loves Pyromania. <laughs> like I said, I love that I could say all this stuff about him and basically just say in other words, me if I was alive at the time. Uh, if I was that age at that time, I would have been the exact same way. Um let come on. We we know it, we know it. Um, he's <laughs> there's no two ways about it. Oh, dude, he also is a big dude. There's no way, there's no way though. Let me throw this out. That that the the heavy metal guy. I'm telling you right now, his favorite album was the Dark by Metal Church. Maybe if if not the first Metal Church album, dude. That guy loved Metal Church. Dude, you know, you know who? Oh, yeah, okay. You know, I, I think, I think he's more of a first metal church kind of album, though. Yeah, okay, first metal church album is probably. He thinks the dark is cool, but not quite as good as their first album. <laughs> yeah, because nothing's as cool as Gods of Wrath. And um, and he all he, which in he, fairness is the best song they ever wrote. And the and the last Scorpions album he really enjoyed was Virgin Killer. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Scorpions. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, no, nah, he probably liked Love at First Sting. He probably like, you know, what? he probably liked Blackout. If, if, he, if he didn't like Love at First Sting, um, he 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 liked Blackout. Yeah, I'll give you. You know, that. he liked Blackout. Okay. You know, he liked Love. Oh, okay, Rock. I got it. I got it. I got it. I know what it is. Right? He wasn't a fan of any of those albums, but then he picked up. But then he happened to pick up Worldwide Live, and it finally grew on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, dude, I mean, what's funny, actually, and I'll, I'll say this not about him, but, you know, all of those guys that were huge, huge metalheads in the early and mid-80s, Scorpions were one of their favorite bands. They were. Like, we think of Scorpions as, like, a lot of people think of them as, like, arena rock. You know, you think of, like, you know, rock you like a hurricane. Dude. Watch any metal, anything about metalheads in the early to mid 80s. They're all into Judas Priest, Scorpions. You know, I sort of got to watch any of those. They're all into the Scorpions. You know what? You know why I think you're right? Because he quite obviously grew his mustache because of Rudolf Schenker. Of course he did. I mean, he saw Rudolph Rudolph Schenker and was like, that's the way I need to go right now. If it wasn't for Rudolf Schenker, there would be no reason to ever have a mustache. Of course, of course, of course, of course. That's, the the <laughs> the um the mustache would have gone out years ago, but you know, luckily, 
<laughs> Luckily, Rudolph Schenker kept it. Around. Rudolph Schenker kept the mustache alive all those years. Oh man, dude, that's just that's so awesome. It's so awesome, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, and let's let's also clarify, M- the, the fact that MTV is around really pisses him off. <laughs> He's one of those guys that blames MTV for the downfall of the music. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> He he he's he's very proud of being in the back. He's very proud of being in the background of, of what's that documentary? Parking lot. Uh, yeah, heavy metal parking heavy lot. Metal Which, parking by the way, lot. if you watch that, they're all into the scorpions too. By the way, yeah. Now he's very proud of being in the background of heavy metal parking lots because he was at the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was probably one of those. I wonder if he had. I wonder if he was one of those guys that like wore the wore the Rocky Three shorts and the. T- <laughs> Standing outside with a beer in his hand. I like how we're totally making up all like this guy's entire life. It's just amazing. Oh, it an awesome life. Like, oh, you know who else he's super into? Fog hat. Oh God, yeah. Wait. Well, clearly he's a fog hat. Some things go without saying. He finds foreigner too. He finds foreigner too commercial though. Yeah. Well, he liked them until they went commercial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's for sure. Um, I, I'm 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 not entirely <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced. It, I, I don't know. I don't know where I sit as to whether or not he has an Ario Speedwagon shirt. Ah, um, uh, you know, I don't think he does. It, I got to be honest with you. I don't think either. I don't think he ever finds a time for him to fly. <laughs> no, I I know, dude. I will tell you though. Let's uh, let can can we just can we say that there's one thing. That is absolutely not debatable about this guy. If there is one truth that he's that he finds Keeper of the Seven Keys Part One a better album than Part Two, possibly. <laughs> but he's but it is undeniable, and he will get in a he will get in a fight over the fact that the greatest live album of all time is UFO Strangers in the Night. He worships that record. <laughs> he, he listens to Strangers in the Night all day. <laughs> um it, it is i mean okay and i say this not making fun of him and not making fun of that album it's because it is legitimately considered one of the greatest live albums of all time and people that were around and familiar with it at that time I mean, that is a big 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 album i don't know how if it necessarily sold a billion copies but you know, the way that KISS fans think of KISS Alive, Strangers of the Night is like the way UFO fans think about it. But it's also guaranteed that it's his favorite album of all time. <laughs> Easily. Um, <laughs> I'm just, come on, it's true. Like, dude, and by the way, you know, you- none, none of this is funny unless you like I, a lot of people are probably listening to this being like, I'm not getting any of this. Take two seconds and look this guy's picture up, and then start over again as we're commenting, and you'll, it'll all become clear. Oh, I'll be, it'll all become clear, you know. And and like I said, with the strangers of the night, what's um, you know, like dude, I, this is this is clearly this is not about politics, but if you, you know, Greg Gutfeld, who's a you know, whatever, he's a TV news person, but he was the guy that used to go on Fox News and bring and bring Guar on. Yeah, he right? brought like, Odorous like on all Dave the Brocky, time. Yeah, Odorous was on his show a lot. Um, Greg Gutfeld, he's a huge metal fan. He's, he's a, also he's, fa- uh, really good friends with Riley Gale from uh, from uh, um, pff, Wow, I'm having a brain hiccup. I have I have all their albums. 
Um, yeah, power I'm trip. Blanking on. Yeah, power trip. And um, so he's been openly a big metal. I mean, it's, it's like a, not a secret. He's a huge metalhead. Brings it on the show all the time. And I can tell you for a fact that he thinks the greatest live album of all time is Strangers in the Night by UFO. I've seen him go on record about on that. Um, I, don't, I don't like watch his show. I've just seen videos of him like as a guar and everything. And I have seen videos of him saying, so he's a big, he's a big fan of Strangers in the Night. Um, so yes, yeah, so that is that is that is the record that he that is the record that he has two copies of on vinyl just in case the first one wears out. <laughs> no, 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 not just in case the first one wears out for when the first one wears yeah, out for when the first one wears out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because you know the <laughs> he, you know what else? Steve Ross, Steve Ross hates glam. He hates glam metal, but Motley Crue is okay. <laughs> Well, it, you know why it but, was because but of that, only um, only too fast for love, right? Well, no, no, no. It was it was because it was because of his obsession with the the U.S. the the um what's it called the uh the USA concert the um 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 uh the USA festival what's it called the 1983 one the U.S. festival right because that was Motley Crue Quiet Riot. Um, and then that's, that's the big one, like the big famous show that Triumph played where, oh, he's a massive Triumph fan too. Oh, he's gotta be, he's a huge Triumph fan. Oh, you know what else he, you know what else he's doing? He's totally painting to hold the line. Love isn't always on time. There's no way he didn't love Toto. Oh, um, at least what I was going to say about that, 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 that live in us festival from 1983, it was super important for a lot of reasons, right? Um, just on a side note, if you've, and I've, dude, I've said this a hundred times, but if you've never watched Triumph performing at that show, you are seriously missing one of the greatest live performances you'll ever see. Call me out. Try to, you know, go ahead, watch it. You'll see that I'm not wrong, but it was also the lineup of all the bands you could want to see. Ozzy, Judas Priest, Scorpions, Van Halen, but also Motley Crue, right? This was a show that put Motley Crue on the map because it was 1983. It's also the show that put Quiet Riot on the map. It's 1983, right? Um, so, yes, he doesn't like glam, but he's cool with Quiet Riot and he's cool with Motley Crue because they both played the U.S. Festival where he was there in his Triumph shirt. Actually, he might not have worn a Triumph. He probably wore a Scorpion shirt. Yeah, that's talking about getting down. Talking about getting granular. Now I'm trying to figure out what shirt he would have wore to the U.S. festival. Um, because here's the thing: like you don't wear the sh- you don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to see unless it's one of the unless it's not the headliner. Yeah, right? he probably wore a Motorhead shirt. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's possible. Or is or a Dio? Or actually, probably wore a Dio shirt. Yeah, because they were like, "Well, Dio's not playing, so I got to support the Dio." <laughs> <laughs> You give me one good reason. You give me one good reason not to love the, the music of Ronnie James Dio. Um, and it's funny is probably, actually he has the same haircut as that guy too. Oh yeah, he does. He probably called him. You know, he. It, it, and let's be fair. Let's be fair. You know who his favorite guitar player was that night, right? Whom? Edward Van Halen. Edward Van Halen. He would have called him Edward Van Halen. I mean, he loved Randy he, Rhodes, but it would have been Edward Van Halen. He he looks um, like the I mean, kind Randy, of guy that would play bass. Randy he looks like the kind of guy that would play bass for Van Halen. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, Randy died in 82. This was 83. So he would have, you know, um, he probably would have been pissed at Jakey e. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, <laughs> he would have been Bastard. one of the guys. He would have been. <laughs> oh, jeez! What a bastard! What a bastard! <laughs> he would have been one of the guys giving the finger to Jakey e. Lee. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for you. There, he... That's what I don't understand. Like, I, I like how how do you seriously like a guy got hired to play guitars for a guy that died tragically? Like, how do you how are you mad at him? Like. It's Which not- is really funny because all the people that are mad at, I don't know, like Zach Wild for playing it's the same thing. Um, well, I, the, 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 that's different though. Like Zach Wild, like no, that's it's different. Because diff- Pantera had broken up twenty years. That's what ago, I mean. Right? That's if if Ozzy said, "Okay, I'm not going to play anymore," and then twenty years later, plus I don't plus the fact, you know, I don't know. Uh, the band was named Ozzy Osbourne. It's not like Pantera was yeah. named Dimebag Daryl or well, or Phil Anselmo. You know, let's also be clear. That the rest of the band didn't play on those albums either. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Aldridge did not play on those albums. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Um, it's it's one of those things where like it, it that's it, actually in in total fairness that's it is kind of funny, right? And 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 let me tell you why. People were would boo Jakey e. Lee, right? Because they because like they didn't they wanted Randy. They didn't want Jakey e. Lee. Here's the thing. Um, Rudy Sarzo didn't play on any of the Aussie albums. He didn't play on any of them. Bob Daisley played on the first three. It was Bob Daisley on the first three Aussie albums. Um uh Tommy Aldridge didn't play on the first two. The first album Tommy Aldridge played of theirs was Bark at the Moon. But Rudy and Rudy and Tommy were the touring band, but they weren't on the records, but everybody was cool with that. You know, and I, I'm not trying to compare the two. It's just interesting that, like, everybody was totally fine with the drummer and bass player being completely different than the guy on the record. But when it's a different guitar player, it's like, oh, we got to hate him now. Well, yeah, it wasn't his fault. Randy died, you know. I mean, you could would it? What would would you prefer? That we would you prefer the band broke up and we didn't do this concert? Like, you know. Well, I mean, oh. dude, when Dio first joined Black Sabbath, people would flip him off too. He's talked about even, that. He goes when he when even, he first started playing in Sabbath, people like there would be people in the front row flipping him off. He's like, but he also talked about how like. They would come around to the same cities on the second leg, and he was like, totally different. They would flip me off, but then when, you know, by the end of the concert, they thought a little differently. And the next time he came around, he's like, I'd, I'd made them fans. But 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 I will say this, though. There's, also a, diff- a there's also a difference between replacing a singer who quit or was kicked out versus replacing somebody who died. Well, yeah, no, I know, I know. He was he was still alive, but like, I mean, um, you know, in theory, they could say, "Screw you!" Like, we want Ozzy back or whatever. Say, sending a message to the band. It's, I mean, what are they going to do? Get Randy back? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not happening, guys. You know? Yeah. Oh, the other this thing, happened after he died. The other thing I wanted to mention that is, as far as Steve Ross is concerned, Kiss broke up after. Uh, <laughs> Kiss broke up no, before still, Dynasty. <laughs> dude, he's still pissed that Kiss went disco. 
He tore he tore the Kiss posters off of his walls when t- when Kiss went disco. Yes, he as soon as, as, soon as I was made for love and you came out, he got rid of all of his Kiss posters. He can't bring himself to get rid of the first three records and alive. No, yeah, he ke- he keeps alive and you know he he keeps alive and after he listens to alive, it's immediately he's gonna play Frampton comes alive. But you know, Frampton um, comes alive. <laughs> it's a great album. It really is, but. Uh, it's not as good as Strangers in the Night, though. He will remind you of that. <laughs> he will tell you, like, I like Frampton in the Wild, but it's not Strangers in the Night by UFO. <laughs> it's so true. Um, clearly an Accept fan. There's no questioning. Oh, of course. There's no questioning. He likes he likes Accept. He, um, he's probably one of those guys that got really... Um, this is so stupid. Um... He's probably one of those guys that got pissed off at Restless and Wild when he started listening to it because he thought it wasn't going to be metal. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also he's also not only a fan of The Rush, but also just Rush. Oh, well, come on. Yeah. The fact that he likes Rush is, is clear. He's he, he will sit there. He will sit there for an hour and tell you what a great album Farewell to Kings is. <laughs> he you know, he he took French lessons just to learn the, just to learn the meaning of some of the lyrics. Uh <laughs> He will t- he will sit there and he will force you to listen to Xanadu, <laughs> and and tell you the tell you how the and tell you how, how you Pe- don't understand it, how Neil Peart's bells are cannot be understated. <laughs> it's like the importance of those bells cannot be understated. <laughs> Sorry, the, what he what he did with that cowbell there, it means so much to me. <laughs> you have to listen to the notes that Neil is not playing. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically he's basically like he's the personification of an anvil record <laughs> he's, he's like the anvil record came to life you know and if he wasn't and if he wasn't a painter with a rich dad he would have worked in it he would have worked in like like he, you know you know you know damn well he took like wood shop in high school you know so <laughs> he took wood shop in high school and now he probably you know now he works at a nine to five and <laughs> He works a nine to five at a shop. Parks I love his truck. To, I love yeah, to. My he, he. This is an actual quote of his too, because I was watching the show where he was painting on. He's talking about how like you know like it's amazing to be able to paint a picture because it's your world and you can do whatever you want and you can create it. And there are very few times in your life where you can be in a position of power and just do whatever you want. He goes, especially me. Whew, my girlfriend's rough on me. <laughs> so funny. I was like, duty rules. I just think he's the kind of guy that lived the Anvil lyrics. <laughs> Lost Mikey, park that truck. You know, at the apartment, bedroom games, <laughs> March of the Crabs. And I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe not that one. <laughs> maybe not that one. <laughs> maybe not that one. <laughs> maybe. But maybe. You never know. Hey, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what he got up to, but. <laughs> he 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 probably even years later he still appreciated plugged in permanent, you know. <laughs> that's it's one of my all time favorite album covers. It's an anvil oh breaking an acoustic guitar. Every anvil record cover is just. I mean, strength of steel is awesome. I love the They're, one where it's just the anvil and a mirror. Anvil is anvil. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man, pounding the so pavement. Good. Pounding the pavement is just funny. Um, I, I again, like, I just can't get over like 
<laughs> their songs are literally about like having a job, like gotta wake up for work as a song. <laughs> like I overslept <laughs> like is a song title. My alarm didn't go off. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm seriously, all of their albums are about having a crappy day and <laughs> or and, mundane and having, things like flat tire. And they're all meant to be taken literally, you know, like <laughs> flat tire. Flat Lips tire. used to deliver food. It's like delivering the goods. <laughs> and it's just one of their songs is where does all the money go? It's like, come on, dude. where does all the money go? <laughs> I'm serious. I know. Like there, there's, there, there's nabbed in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's. Their their lyrics are straight. They 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 should all be taken literally, you know. Especially "Show Me Your Blanks" because that one, you know, um, it is literal. Like they have a song called "Piss Test." I'm willing to bet you if you read the lyrics, it's. I'm gonna read it right now. Hold on. <laughs> it's probably literally like, I tried to get a job, but they made me take piss test. Got to take a job. <laughs> um, need a job. Had to take. Oh, dude, dude, come on! Oh my God, come on! It's like I say stupid crap like that, and I read the lyrics, and the chorus of the song is piss test, fill the cup, piss test, fill her up. <laughs> Literally, for breaking this law, they will incarcerate. Random testing, they wait for you to urinate. That's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Piss that's fill the cup. It's so good. Like I said, you can read any of these, and it's just like, oh no, that's exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> the song is called Flat Tire. What's that about? Oh, it's about having a flat tire. Dude, okay, I gotta read this one. Hold on. Drop okay, my keys in go. the snow, like. <laughs> Parked up park my park toe this morning. Oh man, the simple fact that they have a song called "Park That Truck" is still <laughs> is still the greatest thing in the entire world. And I know this has nothing to do with Steve Ross, except it has everything to do with Steve Ross. <laughs> oh, you know, I got a question. Dude, dude they have you. a song called "Mattress Mambo." I guarantee you, he used that phrase more than once. <laughs> I got a question for you, though. Yeah. Do you think Steve Ross is a winger fan? No. No, I don't think so no. either. No. If, if he fairness, is, he doesn't tell like, anyone like, about it. I will gladly say that Winger is incredible. I mean, dude, but when I the first time I saw them live, it was on a festival and I was like, "Oh god, I don't I can't believe I have to watch Winger." And I left going, "I can't believe I'm about to say they were the best band here." But that was like years later. <laughs> That was years later when I took the time to like sit down and actually listen to them and were like, wow, they're actually really good. Do you know Winger, what he like no one respected Winger. And do you do you know what he always talks about? He always Banging talks the about the, the greatest oh. the greatest show he ever saw in his life was when ZZ Top and 38 Special toured together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't he's know obsessed, if they ever actually toured with together. Beer drinkers so. and hellraisers. <laughs> he loves the song Cheap Sunglasses. <laughs> Because I guarantee you, he had some. He's he's probably like, dude, this song was written about me. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. Like, you know, um, <laughs> Fandango rules. Uh, Trey's Ombres is great too, but 
Uh, that Chase Ombres is the one that has uh, beer drinkers and Hellraisers on it. But dude, come on, can we just for a minute? Uh, let me look up when this came out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to look up years. Hold on. I'm trying to figure this out. Oh, I was too late. Okay. Because I was trying to figure out what his beer was. Either way, it was a pull tab. It might have been. Might have been. Like you, you were trying to you were trying to justify it being Jenny Cream. No, no, no. I was actually gonna say it would be like he was the kind of guy that would like drink Bud Dry, you know. But Bud Dry, <laughs> Bud <out> Dry, in, <laughs> in <the late> <laughs> Bud Dry came out in nineteen nineties. It was too late. Bud um, Dry. I was like, dude, that's what I was looking at. I was like, when did Bud Dry come out? Nah, he's totally got to be a Miller Lite or a PBR guy. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you? Yeah, but do you, dude? There is part of me that thinks that Steve Ross was into Bud Heavy. <laughs> Bud Heavy. There's like regular Budweiser. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I might go I might go on record as saying he was into Budweiser. Yeah, maybe. Not Possibly. Bud Light. Not like no, that's that's pussy beer. He was all about the Budweiser. <laughs> Either oh, that <laughs> that or like Okay, let me say this. There there's I, I, there's two ways to go with this. One is that because you know, he was the kind of guy that liked to park that truck that he was just drinking Budweiser with all the guys down at the down at the local bar. Or he was one of those guys that was like, I'm a badass. I drink Grolsch. You know, or something like something that he could make <laughs> that could make him seem more metal. But honestly, he probably drank Budweiser down at the bar so that, you know, with all his friends when they watch, you know, when they watch football or whatever on Sunday. Um, cause you know, he hung out at some local dive bar and, um, <laughs> try and, and, and didn't like talking about the fact that he painted, he painted trees for a living. Like, Oh, look, the guy, the tree painter guy's back. Ha ha. <laughs> I don't know why this was, he was, he was all about Budweiser and beer nuts. <laughs> Why is it so funny? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I think I think you know what Steve, Steve. Look, like I said, if you if you have listened to this much of the show, and you 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 haven't seen Steve Ross, you you got. We should even post a picture of Steve Ross to social media. We have to. We have to. The we're last say, one, the one I sent you, where he's like giving you the. the yeah, the, we're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to post that to social media. That um, one where he's giving he's like the last one I posted. Yeah, for sure. Get that picture and post that because that that is that is that you will soon know why. I thought he drank Bud Dry. I don't know. Anyway, well, okay. All right, we, we this has gone on a little long. I think it's about time to uh, time to get out of here. I um I want to go upstairs and uh, have a snack, and then I don't know, have a wank, go to sleep, something like that. One of those will happen. And ah uh, oh, man, this was one of those episodes where. You know, we always used to call our listeners scumbags, and this is one of those episodes where if they made it all the way through, they can't deny that they are, which is good. It's it's always fun um, to uh, – oh, can we say one more thing? That Steve Ross agrees with me that there's nothing worse than saying no to Bone movies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. He's definitely, he's definitely the kind of dude – you're that kind of dude. He's definitely the kind of dude that would say yes to Bone movies. Let's just be fair. 
Um, anyway, anyway, hey, you know what? It's been a lot of fun. Um, as usual, like I said, uh, we don't take any money, run ads or anything like that. Despite the beginning of the show, that might have sounded like it. We really, we don't. We take no ads or anything like that. Um, and that's important to us to let everybody know so that you know that anything you hear from us is from us. And we're not paid to say it. Um, otherwise, it's just another fun episode. We we do our thing, and it's kind of fun. If you want to get a hold of us, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kind of things, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. We will be here next week. Next week, we are going to do our uh, top tens of the year episode. We are warning you in advance. Um, we will not start the episode by simply listing our top ten. We will talk about them. So if you want to know what our top ten is, uh, Skip to the very end when we recap what they are. But otherwise, the episode is not meant to be, this is our list. It's more meant to be, let us talk about what our favorite 10 are, and we'll say why we like them so much. And I want to mention this now before we get to there. We are not Eddie Trunk, nor are we Loudwire. We are not going to refer to anything as the best albums of the year. They're simply going to be our favorites. And if you've never heard us do this before... We each give our own top 10. So I will be speaking for myself. Rex will be speaking for himself. It will not be the Heavy Metal Hangover Best Albums of the Year. It will be my favorite and Rex's favorite, and that's just how it goes. So anyway, we want to thank you uh, a lot for listening. We will be back next week, right recording right before the the holidays. Lots of fun that will be. So anyway, my name is Doug. My name is Rex. And we'll see you again next week on another episode of the heavy metal hang. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the heavy metal hangover with your beer guzzling head banging hosts, Rex and Dunn.